Welcome, everyone, to the first episode of 2020 of Weekly Games Chat. Wow. I'm your host, Chris. As always, joined by my co-host, Sean. That was, that was, um, it literally was funny. Uh, I'm looking at my phone and the music's playing, so it's almost like I'm hearing the podcast. I did not expect you to do what you did. And for this thing to be live, that's how long it's been since we've done one of these, huh? Yes. And returning I've had coffee today. And returning from (laughs) restriction, but not completely out of the woods yet. If you mess up in the first 90 days of this year, sir, you will be put back in your closet. Put back in my closet. You yes. got it. Uh, John. You got it. Welcome to 2020, the last year of the decade. Uh, I hate like uh, people to say that. Why would I'm do like, that? no one cares. <clears throat> like, you know who cares? People in year one, <laughs> wherever they are. Oh, they're dead. I don't care. Marketing people care. Ooh, somebody oh, needs you. Yeah, some, I guess some marketer. <laughs> Oh really? It's like a seven six two number. I so no I idea. feel like it's uh, it's been two straight weeks. It's been a while. Yeah. Yeah. We, we keeping that rolling into twenty twenty. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's forever, John. Okay. <laughs> we don't it's like a tattoo. Forever. 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 But yeah, yeah, it has been a good while because you know, especially because of the fact that like Christmas and everything was on a Wednesday this year, right? So therefore. Um. Yeah. You know, it kind of just it, it's probably the longest amount of time we would technically go without seeing each other. I think this year, uh, Christmas is going to be on a Friday. I like that. Yeah, I do too. Makes my life easier when I much... when I schedule the pato. Uh, that's for time oh, off. Of, that's time yeah, off of yeah. work, John. Yeah. What's a personal <laughs> personal? I mean, I just figure it's a word. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's, well, it's not. But you keep doing you, sir. <laughs> was um. Snass is a word. So. Was Santa Claus was Santa Claus good to you? Yeah. I got furniture. Yeah, you did. You already have oh, that <clears throat> furniture. Yeah, you did get that. Tried to go to a bowl game, ended up at the wrong one. <laughs> <laughs> he uh, he made it to the uh, play. Uh, no, the SEC championship game. No, right? playoffs. The, playoffs. You went to you went the, to a playoff. Yeah, I went to the Peach Bowl. Oh yeah, yeah. With my dad. You Which one was the right one? The right one would have been the Citrus Bowl, the one that me and Sean went to before. Back when it was the Capital One Bowl. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Mm. Now it's the Citrus Bowl again. Which was weird because we both saw our friend James there this time at the Citrus Bowl. Dude was on TV. Yeah. I was like, at first I didn't believe you. And then I went back and I was like, oh, that's Eric right next to him. Yeah, that is him. No, the person that, that stood out like, to me was his son first. Because yeah, his it, son's face was directly at the camera. Yeah, his son. And then I saw his son was talking to Eric. And I was like, yeah. that is him. Yeah. Because at first I was like, He's that's, not, that's not. That's not. That's not James. That's just some. Some some redneck Bama fan, but he was there. That's James. I was like, James is a redneck when he goes to Bama games. And I knew I texted him immediately, but I knew that possibly uh, either one, there's your 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 text messages don't go through on a big stadium like that, or two, he left his phone somewhere in the event he didn't want to lose it. Three days later, cool. But but like the next day, or yeah, he's like, cool. I have to check it out. But it was definitely him, and yeah, he was there. He got to enjoy that nice victory. Apparently Over saw the, a lot of people's final games at Bama. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All the sports talk is crazy because all the people are talking about they're leaving for pro, uh, the draft, and and you know if you listen to this show or if this is your first time, Chris and I are big Alabama football fans. Before you continue, though, you know yeah. what? If you don't oh, you wanna, you got to do the thing. Yeah, if you don't want to hear about, you got to do the thing. If you don't want to hear do uh, any uh, us talk about any of this stuff, including maybe Star Wars, uh, you can go ahead and skip ahead to the topic time section. Which you can find 
in the show description below because it says topic time and it gives you a timeline. That's how that works. I'm smart. And <laughs> would this be a good time to wedge this? I was going to say, in, go ahead and do, do that. You wanna, do we want to do it? Wedge, okay. wedge, wedge, wedge part. Oh, the, the yeah, 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 yeah. Do that so, because I was about to go straight all up into so some things. Just a quick announcement. The the, the three of us, um, um, uh, Sean, Chris, and friend of the show, John. That's you. We, we thought we we are yeah. we, we are participating in a trivia bee in our community's local. Nerds. In our, <laughs> yeah, in our community's local liter, literacy alliance. In this organization, you might have something similar where you're from where – the organization is focused on increasing and improving literacy among among the community in our area. As that a whole, be, right? That, yeah, as a whole. That could be pre-K. That could be GED, GED students. That could be older people who never who want to brush up on their literacy skills. That's me. So it's a good organization. Chris, Chris, is, a, Chris is a founding member. Um, <laughs> and all there's a entry fee associated with it that's $160 mm. after... February 1st, that uh, entry fee goes up to 200 And so we are asking for your help. All of this money, this entry fee, um, and any additional money we raise will go directly to the Literacy Alliance to help them in their cause. Um, 100%, John. Full disclosure, my... I'm not going to rob you. My wife is on the uh, Your board. wife! Yeah, my wife is on the board of directors and... and um, she asked for our uh, participation, and we thought it would be a good uh, step into us giving back to our community. So I told them we were going <clears> to <throat> lose. I just wanted we're we're going to get wiped off the floor. I'm yes. dumb, dude. No, we got this. We got this. <laughs> I am interested this year because uh, the dude who usually hosts it every year is that news guy who just retired. I can't. Who? Chuck, whatever. Chuck Leonard? Yeah. 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 Ball guy, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's been doing it forever. So I'm like, who are they going to get? Are they going to stick with him? Is he coming? He, he might. He just wheels out. He's like, hey guys, still here <laughs> again. So uh, any help you can do uh, for us would be greatly appreciated. Um, we're going to do this through my wife's, your, your wife's wife, PayPal account, and you can send any any donations you would like um, uh, through that account. It is PayPal dot it's PayPal dot me slash that's forward slash M R S T H I M B L E S. So that's paypal.me forward slash Mrs. Thimbles. Um, and I think uh, probably we might put this on Boy, Discord. Make sure you send it in to Mrs. We Thimbles. It, we'll probably yeah. put it on our, on our Twitter feed. Twitter as well. and Discord. Twitter. Um, but Twi any, uh, <laughs> it's a good cause to, for the community, and um, you know, our community can help you know, pay it forward. So, thank you for letting me. Oh, of course. That. I, I, I want to thank anybody in advance. Absolutely. Um, <clears throat> your kindness will not go unrecognized, and it will also uh, fuel our inspiration to not get wiped off the floor, even though that's a high you, probability. You know, I want to thank what Tua. Oh yeah, we can get back to that. Now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <All right>. yeah. <laughs> anyway, thank, thank you for that. So, yeah. so back to football. Um, uh, uh, what I was saying is that if you are new to the show or a longtime listener, Chris and I are fans of the Alabama football team. Roll Tide. Uh, John, if he uh, John likes the Georgia football team, so we have some <laughs> banter sometimes. Um, but this is kind of big news because one of our um, best players of all time ever, even. I don't know who a quarterback would challenge him at this point. Uh, yeah, decided he was going to declare for Sorry, the draft. Sorry, Stabler. <laughs> I felt um, watching that press conference, though, that he you could see that he was torn. 
Yeah, I think he. From, I think he. Come, I think he wanted to stay, but he also knew it was best to go. From what I've read, it it's was pretty much. Yeah, yeah, from what I read, pretty much like he was. He was definitely feeling it, and people thought he might come back when he was at the game and everything because he's around his fellow <laughs> people. But then you know he announced he was announcing it on Monday, and that was because Friday he flew to New York where he met with medical doctors who apparently all gave him clear. You know, you're doing great grades. And then also NFL executives who are like, we don't really see a reason why you would drop precipitously at this point. Whoa, what's that word? It's a big word. Mm-hmm. It's a big word. Uh, it's a play so, on the word precipitation, you know, which refers to moisture accumulating. So right now, like he's projected fifth, right? <laughs> and I don't know how long he'll play in the NFL. That that's mm-hmm. that could go that could be over one snap and it would not shock anyone, I think. But if he goes in the first round and he gets fit pick fifth i was looking at uh salaries projected for yeah. this year his total contract which by the way you get drafted in the first mm-hmm. rounds guaranteed he's gonna make like 35 million dollars yeah i don't know how you could pass that up you, you can't yeah. pass particularly, it up yeah. and i don't mean to be blunt about it but particularly he has regardless of what doctors say he has virtually no idea how badly that injury could exactly. turn out to be over time so he he needs to cash in on this career exactly just in case for some reason it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. he needs to at least get into the nfl get paid for his talent just in case something yeah. goes south i'm hoping you know he seems like a really good kid so i hope that doesn't happen he's a good guy but it sounded like when it actually when the injury happened it sounded like a bo jackson injury yeah luckily they that treated very 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 quickly and he yeah. got top notch tap notch yeah kid. it was slightly different too because with bo Bo had a, uh, I want to say a vein that got caught. Oh yeah, and it made everything bad. It almost, his bones almost basically died because they they didn't get blood to him and stuff. So yeah. that's why it was it was way. But yeah, they they worked fast. And you know, I gotta say, just in case somebody listens and it ever got back to him, I do want to thank him for what he did. He's a class act. Mm-hmm. He's someone that, um, if you want a, a young person to have someone to look up to, he's definitely up there. Yeah. Um, from, it, a, from a standpoint, when I think of like the the three really big quarterbacks that came out of the last ten years from the SEC, which I think would everyone would say are Johnny Mansell, Tua, and Cam Newton, mm-hmm. like I feel like we got the one that. No offense to everyone else, I think we got the one that like people are like, wow, that's that's a great face for your organization. Yeah, yeah. Isn't uh, though? I guess Joe Burrow is probably up there. Now Joe Burrow's too. gonna be he, yeah, he's, yeah, he's gonna be good. <laughs> I was gonna bring up LSU in a minute because you know they're in yeah. the championship game. <laughs> Doesn't um, the way the draft typically works that the worst NFL teams yes, yes. often have access to that's the why my draft. That's why my team has the second pick. So John. he could go to the Jets um, or Dolphins or something like that. Yeah. The Dolphins is the most likely Or the likely Falcons. The, uh, the whole Falcons thing was won too much. early in the season, um, there was this thing called Tank for Tua. Yeah. Perceivably going on with the organization. They ended up winning like five ball games. They were definitely weren't tanking. They were trying, you know. They're, I think they were trying, but then like they found out they actually have a good coach. They're all right. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, hey, let's do some things. Um, I'm excited though. By the time we record again, the uh, college football national championship game will be over. Yeah, it will. So, uh, a couple of people out. I work with will either be very pissed <laughs> off or very happy. Yeah. Shout out to Clemson and LSU. Hope yeah. it's a good game. Death Valley versus Death Valley. Yeah. Tigers versus Tigers. Yeah. There was a thing on ESPN that was pretty cool about who plays in the real Death Valley because <laughs> they both are called that, John. I'm not sure which one I would fear more to play in. LSU at night. LSU at night, but but I mean Clemson at any point. Like that's a great atmosphere yeah, too. It's it pretty. Plus they know the game. What the um, what John? They they know the pressure of <laughs> they, that game. They they have a rock. The, the, the let me ask, let me ask you this. 
They does, know football. <laughs> LSU don't know football. <laughs> does LSU have a rock? Uh, no, they've just got drunk fans. That's true. Yeah, oh my lord! When I was very at the scary. game, when I was at the game, that oh man, you mean drunk Cajuns? Yes, it was. Yeah. There were so many great sights. I was like, man, Alabama pass. can be rough. Georgia looks like freaking New York City compared when you go from uh, Louisiana to Atlanta. I think personally, uh, okay, as far as how people, wow, just, yeah, okay, yeah. Like when I was there, I was like. This is some country stuff right here. It's Cajuns, but they but they love their team. Bad like I say, my boss. They were allowed the whole my game. My boss is from New Orleans. Yeah, and Monday yeah. was rough. <laughs> my Bat- Monday was a little rough. I bet Baton Rouge. Yeah. Baton Rouge. I can't wait. It's gonna be fun. It's gonna be fun. Hey, in the playoffs and in, in the playoffs, playoffs in the NFL are chugging right along. Yeah, they are. So that's that's fun. I mean, are you this, ready to get upset this weekend, dude? <laughs> Kirk Cousins, right? He's coming um, for you. Uh, shout out to Who Dat Nation. I know you're a little hurt right now. You you apparently got John. Like the Saints that. fans they say Who Dat. I know. Okay. And Kirk Cousins says you like that. And Kirk Cousins to tie it into the show used to be the quarterback of Chris's NFL franchise, he which did. is the Washington feel, Redskins. I'm happy for him. Yeah, and he had a he had a stigma about him that he could not win the big game or be the guy. I think he's like officially zero and nine on Monday Night Football. But that doesn't matter because now he has a playoff win, and he made yeah. a throw in that game to to really the seal throw. the deal. Yeah, yeah, the throw, if you will. Yeah, sixty so, yard bomb. I was thinking about it. Um, who was the other quarterback? But so this is an NFL playoff now that's moving on playoff. without Tom Brady. Yeah, without Drew Brees, mm-hmm. and there was another one. Um, I can't remember. I, th- I thought somebody had named Aaron Rodgers is still there. Aaron Rodgers is like kind of one of the classics that are still in there. Yeah. Yeah. But it's crazy, man. How that in a blink of an eye, all the, all the fixtures that you're used to being in a sport, they kind of there was, go away. And what was it anymore? Yeah. Cowherd brought up yesterday. He said like within the last two years, half the league has been to the divisional round of the playoffs. That's called parody. Yeah. Right. See, John parody is, <laughs> um, so yeah, sports. Yeah. <laughs> hey dude, um, before we, I know we'll get going into other things, mm-hmm. but I'm excited about a movie that will be in the theaters that did well at the Golden Globe Awards coming this Friday. Oh, I've been waiting for that movie. Are we going? Cause I'm going. Yeah. You're welcome to come. Oh, since I was inviting you, I'm welcome to come to your movie. Let's put it this way. I'm going to see that movie. Same. Parasite? You're totally no. Parasite? welcome. No. No, no, no. Parasite's out. I don't even think Parasite's coming to here at theaters. I think it's just going straight to video pretty much. I got to see it a different way. Great movie, freaking fantastic! How movie. did you get to see? Yeah, it? How did you get? You can't just. I have I have friends and they low places. Yeah, yeah. Actually, high places. So okay. what? I'll tell you afterwards. It's nineteen seventeen. Ah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I remember watching the first trailer for that movie and I went, "This has me hooked." When I watched, uh, I watched the behind the scenes of like you know that. Yeah, one, you did what? that one scene where uh, the soldier is running. Yeah. with the bombs going yeah. off, and to watch that be staged and yeah. executed perfectly. It's pretty impressive to watch. Like I was like, man, I'd feel really bad for someone if they just tripped <laughs> coming up right now and hit one of these people <clears throat> by mistake. Yeah, the the promo running for this movie now is already saying movie of the year. Like, and it's, it's listing all these uh, review sites that are saying that you know nine out of ten, four stars, four and a half stars. Some people, I very much, I, I watch their stuff and all that. Like they recently did their top ten, and that was their number one <clears throat> already. Yeah. Hey, what did you he think? Got screeners, so. Well, explain to me how, because um, I believe it or not, John, mm-hmm. believe it or not, Chris. Oh, I watched the entirety of the Golden Globe Awards. 
Hey, good for you. Um, because I love Ricky Gervais. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Ricky so, Gervais is always great. So with that though, how is it? Th- Shut up! I don't care. <laughs> right. You did it. I didn't. You did. Um, it's like the the. The Oscar fired Kevin Hart for a yeah. tweet he made 10 years ago. Ricky Gervais, on the other hand, is like, Golden Globe's like, do whatever. We don't uh, care. I, I love it. <laughs> but how, so how does it work with, are all award shows with their quote on air quote seasons? How does a movie that hasn't come out yet, like 1917, end up in the same cycle as the movies that, you know? What they do is uh, basically, because the studio every, pitches it. Every major studio has basically a lineup of what they decide is. Like, you know, of course, they have a good inclination because they do screen tests and everything of what has a chance. Mm -hmm. Right. And what they'll do is even though a movie might be coming out December 25th, they'll go ahead and in the middle of November. Right. First, they'll do they might premiere it at a festival. So a bunch of people will see it there. And then for the smaller critics, they'll send out screeners, basically. So just digital copies of the movie that they have. the I knew the screener was John. That was so. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, so yeah, that's how, that's how they usually do it. Okay. Yeah. Fun fact. I mean, yeah. not really fun fact. It's just knowledge. Mm-hmm. Thanks. Did you watch them? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yes, I did. Um, I mean, they're predictable for the most part. Are they? The biggest surprise was, uh, was what you call it animated. I don't think anyone saw that coming. Did no. you see the guy who won for playing Elton John winning? I did. I, oh yeah. You did. First rule. If uh-huh. there's a biopic about someone who is very famous especially if it's a musical base someone is probably going to win an oscar for that that you, you can almost like last year who won best actor the guy who played freddie mercury yeah who won when uh they played ray who's ray Jamie ray Fox. charles yeah that's the one about hey. the only time it didn't happen was uh walking phoenix is johnny cash but on the other side uh that was what reese witherspoon won her I'm oscar sure he for didn't. We, oh, I thought you were talking about Globes yeah. as well. Globes as well. He might have won for Globes. I think because that's, yeah, they said he had two, and I think that was the other one he had was uh, Did Walk you know Line. Joaquin Phoenix has worn the same tuxedo mm. all award season? I could see that for, for, yeah. for combating Smart. For combating climate change. He's so brave. Mm-hmm. He's hey, so uh, brave. I see what you did there. <laughs> okay, boom. Um, did, were you the friend I have that said that the Elton John biopic was better than the Queen biopic? Yes, uh, yeah, yes, sure, I, yeah. I I love that movie a lot. I, I rewatched it uh, here recently. I mean, one, I like Ellen John a lot more, but two, I just think it's it's an interesting take because even though you know every musical biopic follows a formula in a way, right? Here they are, young and the hardships they face. Here they are rising. Here they are apparently getting very hooked on drugs and pretty much destroying see, their that's lives. The, that's the thing. It's just it's and all then, the same formula. Yes, yeah. it's, it's I'm a tortured soul and I use drugs and how I overcome uh, it. It's, yeah, yeah, that's it's why you're not theme. a musician, it's John. Like, yeah, what? that's it's, why you're not a musician. You're a privileged white guy. I mean, I don't know if you know this. Great family. If only I don't know if you know this. I could very, have started using drugs. It's a very common theme with artists. <laughs> yeah, you know, I think that's. It's pretty clear. So boring thing. Um, so for for me, you know, it's interesting to see. <laughs> for me, it is more interesting to see a film where it's like, okay, instead of just telling it the same way again, let's embrace who this person is and make a film that really fits the style of what they were. Which is anyone knows Ellen John, he's over the freaking top. You know, the guy would go out there and wear the most glamorous outfits yeah. and spend lavish amounts of money for production and everything put this in here 
who cares about if it's like 100% accurate in every way? Because if you wouldn't have, everybody, yeah. you're almost expecting that. And if it wasn't, yeah. it would have felt kind of cheap. So, so you know, they made a musical. So <laughs> I turned I back around now. Okay. But anyways. Because I turned and my loins were facing you and that was weird. But yeah. Um, <laughs> I caught on to that. A little jealous. <laughs> but anyways. Well, now well, they're back. Yeah, now they're back normal. Yeah. Low loins. <laughs> should, should we get to the one, the one movie <clears throat> that everyone went and saw? So it wasn't Cats, right? <laughs> it apparently was not cats. I still haven't seen cats. I need the to see joke. It. Do you seriously need to see cats? I have to because someone said it's like someone made the room, but they had a hundred million dollars. So I'm like, oh my god, that sounds amazing. I guess you have terrible. to not. I guess you can't look away from a train wreck. Yes, that's my least favorite of Andrew Lloyd Webber's stuff, but oh, I have to watch it. Yeah, mine too. Yes, name another one. Uh, Phantom Phantom of the Opera. Opera. Name yeah. a third. Rent. Is that, that's not no, no. I think so. Dang it. <laughs> it didn't sound right <laughs> you wouldn't know jesus christ superstar, superstar. <laughs> yes see you heathen <laughs> but anyways yeah i guess uh, uh, oh i guess we should say you're probably wondering what we think of witcher but we're gonna actually sean was smart he said we should do an episode about that yeah, so we're gonna we're gonna hold it's off not and, based on the game no but, it's not but is it but it's made like how many people play it in the past couple Jennifer, of weeks? Jennifer's in the game and in the Netflix series. And Siri. And Geralt. And Siri. And Geralt. And Trish. And Roach. And Danny Line, aka they call him Yakivir or whatever in here. The Bard. <laughs> and, um, and, so so do you, are you at all familiar with how many books the season covers? Is it just Last Wish? Or it's is pretty it, much whoa, Last what Wish. Is, what but is, anyways, no. We can't talk about that, John. Yeah. That's for whoa, the episode. John. <laughs> I, I'm trying to figure out if I need to read an additional book before no. I watch the well, show. I didn't no. read an additional book. That would be unfair. Yeah. <clears throat> if you have yeah, questions. Right. I don't know how it would be unfair, <laughs> but it would be. I know you're right somehow. I it's, just got to figure out, you know. To answer your question, it's primarily stuff from The Last Wish okay. and other stuff. Um, that's not in the book. What's the other stuff? I'll tell you later. Nudity. I don't know. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I guess I guess Star Wars came out. You want to talk about Star Wars. You I, I don't. You do. I, I, I have I, let the Discord conversations happen, and I... Yeah. Oh, I, I know, I know. I'm a happy I always see it because if I posted something, I would see all of a sudden, poop, John would <laughs> pop in there. I was like, John's got to read what I've got to say. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I was like, you must have an alert on me. Let it be known. No, I, I do not have an alert on me. That as I sat in front of this microphone for um, The Last Jedi, I was not a happy boy initially. I've regressed from that stance and that movie is acceptable to me now <clears throat> canto black um this movie i sit in front of this microphone i'm extremely happy with what they did hmm. chris is not on the same boat as me but i want it said and you in. don't know why i believe i, I do john john's, already, john's already told me you've listened to him when you tell him so is stuff? jeff oh yeah <laughs> that's fair <laughs> jeff probably knows yeah he doesn't know anything about me john, yeah john knows I I uh I watched this and you know I was hoping I was like uh, even when I saw the trailer I was like okay Palpatine I don't know what that is but okay <laughs> more Palpatine please hey, we we probably shouldn't spoil it I know nope. I know the world think, has seen no, it no 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 if you haven't seen Star Wars eight hundred billion after, dollars yeah. or whatever I, know, I don't care yeah, you're not going to see it at this point yeah that's I, not true no you know what here if you're yeah, worried about it go to the topic. It's in the description. There you go. There's your spoiler warning. But yeah, um, no. Uh, when I watched the opening scene uh, from the 
credit roll, uh-huh. right, to then that opening scene with Kylo Ren. Uh, then I kind of just knew I'm like, well, okay, this isn't going to be good. And you're right, fun. it wasn't just good; it was fantastic. <laughs> at, at that point, like plot wise and everything, they just I was like, okay, whatever. We'll just see what this is. And then it just kind of became a the best way. One of my friends, Jacob, described to me, he said it felt like watching a national treasure movie, but instead of exploring things that happened two to three hundred years ago, you were exploring things that apparently happened thirty years ago. And he said, like, for the most part, it's that until the very end. And then it becomes something else where it's like he was like, it's closer to the Matrix. And I was like, that's not too far off from what I'm talking about, like the third, the third Matrix movie, the battle between Smith and and Neo. Wesson. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Uh, You know, I, I I'm in the boat where I don't see how this movie had to be like overanalyzed over. I, I don't know. I, I can't go like your friend Jacob. What's up, Jacob, if you listen? Um, I just enjoyed the ride. It was just fun, and I was okay with it being just fun. Yeah. Um, but I am, full disclosure, uh, I am super Star Wars fanboy. Like, I love Star Wars, right? Yeah. Okay. And 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 most of my um, disgruntledness from The Last Jedi was that they killed Luke Skywalker, and I talked about it. Somebody writes in, I can't believe he's pulling Last Jedi. <laughs> um, because he was my childhood hero. And, and I talked about that here now, but I feel like this movie was every, if you're, if you're truly a Star Wars fan, I think you're okay with this movie way more than you're okay with Last Jedi. Mm. I think, I think if you're in the, in the, in the mindset of, I got to be super an, uh, critical on all the movies that come out and things have to make sense from a plot standpoint on every single point and every single frame. You're gonna you can find holes in every single Star Wars movie there is. Well, everything always has holes. I know. Yeah. Um, it's more. It's more <laughs> of the other. It, to me, it's not that. It's it's more of like it's how you set things up. Yeah. And then carry out on those. It's like, like Last like for, Jedi. No, like Last Jedi. <laughs> say what you will about what people say about Last Jedi. I believe Last Jedi takes what was set up in Force Awakens and does something with those elements. Right, it doesn't disregard them. Yes, it, does. it yes, just it did. did. No. Oh, yes, it does. Think about it. in the first movie, you know, you have this person who you come in and you say, "Okay, hey, uh, I don't know who you are. You're just just lost person on this planet," and you give them adventure. And there's a mysticism to who they are. Now, you can say you didn't like the fact that she ended up being nothing, but it made a point. It addressed everything to say, like, "Hey, you should know who you are. You come from nothing. You're not tied to this universe." let it die that's where it went to was the whole entire idea of it elevating both of these characters to a new place for their perspectives but the the problem with that theme of let the past die is what we're forgetting is Mm -hmm. the antagonist said it Mm -hmm. the antagonist is not the the moral guide to the last jedi so i completely dismiss that that was even ryan johnson's overall message for the film like let that's the past his me- die. that's that's kylo's he's, message no it's kylo's message yeah. he's the antagonist but the antagonist is not the person who sets the tone for the film it's the protagonist who does that in general why but i mean like for here no it, it, it's the tone for him and it explains him because he's speaking in an absolute I, right he's I, being a i Sith. know that i know that but yeah. but what people have done is use kylo's message mm-hmm. the villain's message as the overall message of the sure, last Jedi. Sure, I mean, Jedi. I don't care about all that stuff. Let's, I mean, look, Ryan Johnson subverted expectations because he could. Yeah, but he did well. It's no, okay. 
Like I how guess how did he do it well? Like for instance, like the opening to me, he first links, of all, I don't care that yeah. I don't care that Ray came from nothing. Yeah, but the the messages that Luke Skywalker gave about the Jedi Order failed and. Mm-hmm. The Jedi, or the, 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 the fact that the Force C6-2 exists because the Jedi don't exist is vanity. Mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson made up narratives that never existed in Star Wars to begin in with. In the universe ever. Never I would, existed. See, I would argue the difference. You don't, you don't rule the galaxy and protect the galaxy for a thousand years. And then just be and done. And then call the last 30 years yeah. mm-hmm. the overall arching of failure. But is that not a theme? Say, I mean, you could say you don't like the theme. That's fine. But to me... No, it's factually inaccurate. <laughs> to me, no. It, it's like this thing of like, hey, here's this thing. And there mm-hmm. are truths to that. It's like, look, this order got very heavy about itself and what it was doing and mm-hmm. how it was policing itself. And therefore, it was yep. ignoring the true evil. The Absolutely. Right. For the last 20 years yes. of a millennium. And and I think like to so me. That's false, right? To me, the point I get as far as where I took it from where he was saying in those movies is like, he's being a more, instead of being this mythical hero, Luke, right? What I liked about it at least is it actually makes him more of a realistic person where he's like, look, he's not perfect. And not everything no, I, that the order does is perfect. And I don't not care about always, Luke Skywalker yeah. being, being yeah. discouraged or anything like that. Yeah. But but anyway, if you take, or even or even questioning things like I don't care about that at all. But I but like you talk about to me that's an interesting concept though is the idea of exploring it. And I don't think either way, right? It's a vision. It's it's someone's vision and it's building off. Like oh, you thought this was just going to be Luke. Now we're training and we're doing this. And then there's going to be a scene where she goes, I have to go rescue my friends. And he goes, oh, but you're not going to, you know, that's just going to follow the exact same beats. But it doesn't do that at all. It does its own thing. Well, it follows the same exact beats um, of Empire. To some, to some little parts, yes, but not in the way that you were expecting, right? Um, and mm. for this, I to get back to the actual, to this movie, right? I guess the thing that I didn't like versus, say, whatever my issues are with Marvel movies from time to time, you know, one to one Kevin Feige and, uh, the name Russo drop. brothers <laughs> name drop to, to their credit. Like I, I will give Marvel credit here and say they obviously had, okay. He's like a cohesive vision of what they want to do from part a to part B to part C and making sure they set little things up and that it kind of all flowed towards, that final ending with, you know, snapping in the finger and going, I am Iron Man. Right. Um, Whereas here, it's very clear. You had a guy who came in and set up something. You had a second guy come in and say, okay, this is what he did. Where can I build this in my own vision? And then you had someone coming in who wrote the first film and then go, I didn't really like what you did with that. How can I, how can I circumnavigate that and just ignore it completely and do something that is more in line with what I like? And, you know, that's 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 to me where it came that's from. not all the way true. Um, there was an article, I believe, on IGN that came out where J- they talked about the opening scroll and J.J. and I forget the other guy. They knew even right in the first movie what they wanted the last scroll to say, but they were having problems with how they were going to say uh, like the word revenge and death speaks. They had they had toyed in the first movie with what they eventually wanted that last scroll to say, mm. um, but they didn't do it. That's the thing. Well, I, I, I was going to agree with part of what you said to where the Marvel Marvel movies do have a cohesion of direction. Yes. That was a, I think, a hiccup in this final trilogy. Yeah, that, that's in, uh, that's what's lacking in the Star Wars. For sure. Yeah. But to to spin it a little bit is I enjoyed both J.J. movies more than the Ryan Johnson movie. 
There's things I liked about this movie. It just, in the end, it just felt like because of the fact that he decided to go the route of I'm doing my own thing and I don't really care what was done. Um, I can't believe you say that knowing that the first, within the first 20 minutes of, maybe not 20 minutes, but the first time you see Ray after she hands Luke Skywalker a lightsaber at the end of Force Awakens, they literally throw the lightsaber off the ledge. But here's the difference. Okay, basically what what J.J. did was if we were doing a comparison here, he would have thrown that lightsaber off and then Ray would have just just been like, oh, well, and then went back to her ship, gone on and just gone he's, and done something he's saying else. if jj would have done the middle movie what ryan did yes that's yeah. that's what it would have been versus what i saw here John's was so confused <laughs> look the end the big end of a last jedi to me no matter like i said no matter how you liked it the end of it what it sets up is the idea of what here's this one young jedi versus this one young sith and this young sith is completely <clears throat> emotional and is willing to kill anyone and do anything to exceed with his vision. Mm-hmm. And you start out with that. And within the first two minutes, that just all gets thrown away because now Palpatine's back. And instead, it's mm-hmm. about how can I be Palpatine to keep up my power? And it becomes then about this whole entire mission of what Palpatine's going to do. What's his true motives? Those kinds of things. That is completely disregarding anything that was set up from the previous film right and and again also with the minor character or i want to call them minor but the secondary main characters <laughs> the finn and the poe the biggest ones what they go through in the second film they do a lot of growth and then they come to this movie and they're just kind of hanging out they're not doing anything and you're not building off of anything you even set up in that movie you know you had this whole entire like little thing with rose that got teased towards the end of it and you just let that die. You know, we don't want to address that. We don't want to do anything. It was Canto Blight. She was a bad character. Yeah. I mean, I was fine with her. I thought she was actually, I like, <laughs> I don't blame her. Yeah. No, no, it's not, it's not the character who played Rose. It's, it's not the actor who played Rose. The, that's yes. That's I'm dumb. And that's why we're losing trivia. But you know, <laughs> yeah, but it's things like that where I watched instead, like we're going in a completely different direction and we're just doing our own thing. And I guess that's fine. But, uh, to me, it's what made the film suffer because it was like it felt like Excel. we were doing we were doing two films in one because we have to course correct it's, to get to back to this. Vision but of it's what interesting to me that one of the biggest accusations, I guess maybe it could be fair, mm-hmm. um, rise retcon last Jedi. But, I, if, but if you use that logic, mm-hmm. Jedi retcon Force Awakens. Right. And I'm not even suggesting that Force Awakens is an amazing stellar mm-hmm. film, but. You set up a pivotal moment, and in, in the, you have to acknowledge as a student of film mm-hmm. that last scene of The Force Awakens sets up something epic and amazing that the fans have been waiting to see. Correct. And when you take it, and you and you literally, and and um, that scene was designed in Ryan Johnson's mind that set the tone mm-hmm. for the film. And the moment he tossed that sword over his shoulder, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, but he gave crap. You, but the difference is he gave you context. It didn't like that's my point here is like you didn't drop it. You didn't just have this thing and go, well, that's the end of that whole entire storyline. You actually built from it. He did his own thing. You can. And like I said, you don't like it. That's cool. I totally get that. But to say that he didn't honor what was set up. 
I think is a little he, bit. He most definitely no. didn't honor what was set up, and here's why. But how? He, because in the Force Awakens, it is clearly demonstrated that Luke Skywalker left a map to find him. Yes, it was. And there. in the Last Jedi, he says, "Why would I come to the most remote place in the galaxy if I wanted to be found, right. and if you thought I was mm-hmm. going to help?" That is a that is a narrative hole. Mm-hmm. That doesn't make sense from the sure, character. I'll that, give you that. Because from the character that J.J. Abrams envisioned versus the character so that Ryan that's Johnson about, envisioned. That's about the most I I would say that I've heard that no, kind of gets there. No, that I mean, you, you take that's just one example. Man. You take, um, <laughs> but I don't want to drill on those you, two films. You, you take, yeah, yeah, you know, it is. I mean, okay, well, <laughs> I'm sorry. He's spoken a lot. <laughs> I know. I'm sorry. Okay, all right. I am looking cool. at this going. It's 36 minutes. But it's fine. We, we got we got what we got. Yeah, we don't have news today, folks. So you get an extra long argument. About The Last <laughs> about Jedi and Rise of Skywalker yeah. and Force Awakens. It's a film. I <laughs> haven't checked out Mandalorian yet still. You're not going to like it. Or you might. I don't know. I know. I did hear the leak of what it sets up at the end. I was like, okay, cool. Whatever. We'll see how we get What's to that. I think, I think I think overall. The thing I, that's at the end? No, I watched the entire series. What is set up? Did you watch Clone Wars? Yes. The, the okay whatever <laughs> <laughs> so um. <laughs> i think i think mandalorian is okay yeah. um i think i think disney uh did a real looky loo with baby yoda to distract people from serious problems with the show john farver does that when you have an, when you have an eight episode season there is no excuse for you to have three filler episodes that don't really deal with the overall. Yeah, narrative. when you when you know that you're going to have a second season, you absolutely can. Hmm. False. Forgive everyone. <laughs> I don't know. Um, Dang it. I just hope whatever it is next with Star Wars, I don't I don't care what it is. I'm just please go far away from this. Do like it's called a galaxy far far away. It's a freaking galaxy. There are plenty of stories you could tell with release that get away. the JJ cut. <laughs> Yeah, you know, go go. Seriously, I'm not seriously, even. Go no, I, I want to. I'll watch it. I will say, if I could say one thing about Rise of Skywalker, it could have very much benefited from 30 minutes of extra footage. Maybe because yeah. because Kylo was on Mustafar mm-hmm. when he when he was working slow his motion way montage when he was working his way towards Palpatine. You don't know that as the audience. Oh, is it like in the book or something? It's it, it'll probably it's be, in Star Wars it'll lore. Probably be in the novelization. Mm-hmm. And it's also but it's in stuff the stuff uh, that writers so you know have clarified. This? Writers oh, okay. have clarified it, and if you look at closely, you can see certain cues that tell you it's Mustafar. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. where he got the holocron. Yeah, that's that from Vader's sense. fortress. That's how he found what he found. But there's a lot of things like that. That 30 minutes. People think 30 minutes is not a lot of time. You, it's amazing, but it's an eternity when explaining certain things. It's not plot holes. Plot holes are what are what logically don't make sense from point A to point B that right. you can't explain. Yeah. The point is they don't explain them. To give you an idea of how, how quick they could show a something, they showed what what you say a minute or two minutes of Luke and Leia training, yeah. and you instantly knew that she trained with Luke, and that explained how she Superman through space. This film was, and it makes sense. I mean, they could show you several minutes of Kylo going to Vader's chambers and finding the holocron and. All there, that. There's a lot of that in that film where it's just like a lot of here's a two minute scene, here's but it, a two scene but for me, and, and it's just like hope that was enough. That's really what it does for me. It was for yeah. you. It wasn't. Yeah, I, I have, I have standards. No, uh, yeah. well, if you look at uh, <laughs> it's called musical. Look at the Rotten Tomatoes score, uh-huh. the critical it's, score, and the user score. They are directly the opposite of what Last Jedi yes, was, as they yeah. should be. Um, 
To be fair, I don't hate. There was a bomb. They got bombed on that, though. I mean, that's the one thing I do take into account is that, you know, it's pretty clear when you look at statistics and all that, you can tell when it's happening. And there are some people, unfortunately, things are not always equal and fair when it comes to being online and user reviews. I don't think we should take, I think there's enough user reviews in there to get an overall sense of what people thought of the film. And, you know, critics did a full three month long campaign when The Last Jedi came out Mm. about how. You're just whining because it's not your Star Wars. You're a fanboy. You live in your mother's basement. Some, Grow up and you're toxic. No, dude. That was the... That Some was, of them, yes. I agree with you, but it's not everyone. You were like that. No. I mean, even ones I liked, like. Rewind the, person, the tape. The person who watches, <laughs> uh, who watched 1917 said like he was... He was... He's like, hey, I've got issues with it. This is here. But he's like, it's not some terrible film. No, you it's... It, I've, said yeah. it, I've said it many times. That movie is an excellent film. Yeah. In a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Fitting inside the Star Wars universe, The Last Jedi doesn't fit well. Hmm. It just doesn't fit. It's kind of like the Star Wars TV show. It's kind of like Empire Strikes Back after watching A New Hope. Anyways, you guys want to get to it? I don't, I don't like how you did that. Uh, you want to get <laughs> to it? I didn't hear him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's do it. Topic time, 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 time. The topic is the top games of 2019. Our top games of 2019, man. I just said the top game. I know. Hence, the, why I said R. That was kind of inferred. Wasn't <laughs> what we gonna freaking read IGN's top? You never five know games? with us. We might be cashing it in this year. We don't know. It's a new year. <laughs> GameSpot says. <laughs> Hey, that's we, that's we probably agree. right. We agree. We agree. Um, yeah. So as we do annually, huh, Chris? Yeah, we do this every year. Always first episode of the year. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why. Well, because because John doesn't want to write the news. That's that's not it at all. John John was willing to. We do this because it's the start of a new year, Chris, and we wrap up the previous year. And, Ooh. And we started doing this. Do we wrap up? Ne- I never wrap up. That's a great point. Uh, <laughs> And this is this is kind of and this is also a dull time of the year with new releases. So the first few episodes generally will be a top five or a, a TV show. Uh, you struggle. Know. It, it's <laughs> that's what they it, are. That's what I'm getting to it's a struggle <laughs> until the thing the things start coming out, and and then we we kind of get back into the. Rotation. I'm like looking at. It. I was like a couple of weeks ago. I was looking at. It. I was like, man, that's gonna be a struggle till march and then i don't know what we're gonna do because there's like 95 games we gotta figure out yeah we gotta figure out when we're talking about what we're gonna talk about so yeah we'll figure it out though we always do we got it we got it it's like we've done almost 250 of these or something i don't know um yeah so So who's who's starting i don't know what we generally do is we all have uh five games uh and we start at five and we work our way up to one and we this is how we do it. We go, hey, who's going first? And depending on who wants to go first, they go first. Shut it down, Chris. Yeah. Number 30 one. 30 seconds. <laughs> Ready? Oh, well, you know what? Something fun. Would you guys like to hear what y'all's most anticipated games were in 2019? You jerk. Did you went back and... I went back and listened to that thing. Before you spoil it, can I just go ahead and say number one? No. Witcher, Witcher 3. Oh. Nintendo Switch. It's happening. <laughs> I don't care what y'all. I'm just. He found I'm, a I'm loophole. Throwing. It's done. The- Number two, Red Dead Redemption Two on PC. Bam. 
<laughs> he found if you're if you're a fan of this show, you know exactly what Chris has weaseled into doing. It's a, it's, and a, it's, it's not fair. It's a funny list because I think. Uh, well, for Sean, it's obviously did, still Horizon Zero Dawn. For this episode, <laughs> got to yeah. play it in 2019. For this episode, we did top three. I think okay. we just stuck. stuck Most anticipated, dude. So that's Sean, another one we can do. Yeah, our our top. <laughs> so Sean, write this down. We got the decade. We got the top three anticipated. <laughs> Sean, Sean, you're, you're, Sean, your top three. Uh-huh. Most from, anticipated from three, of 2019. From the third to the first. So this would have been recorded sometime you're in January soul. of 2019. So yep. you're, you're the poor, poor soul that went back and listened to our old content? He it's, went, it's it, easy to do. He oh. only went to do it. We're terrific. Let's be honest. You sound very low now. Something's Sorry. happened. You only went to do that because he wanted to know if he needed to write news or not. <laughs> no, I just thought it would be fun. I just thought it would be a fun thing to do. I don't if like y'all it. don't want to hear it, we, don't we have totally to go ahead and no, okay. say it real quick. So, Sean, your number three was Anthem. Okay. Which, <laughs> I, which, I, which I did end up playing in 2019. All of our number two, uh-huh. this was all of us, hmm. was Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Oh. oh. May he rest in peace. <laughs> yes. Most anticipated. So that, was your, so that was your number two, Sean. Yeah. Your number one, uh-huh. um, and it's a really good possibility this could be on your list it was Jedi Fallen Order. That was yeah. number one. Okay. And that's a number one that you played this year. Yeah. So Chris, your number one, uh, sorry, your number three was Sekiro. <sighs> your number played. two obviously was Ori. And your number one was, hold on, hold on, hold on, don't tell me. It's gotta be Borderlands 3. No, it was Anthem. Ah, you were all yeah, about you were all about the Bioware. Bioware, because we were now, on the precipice. You uh-huh. had you had one little caveat additional, and it was Gears Five. Oh yeah, you threw that in there. Mine That's not gonna be on the list. <laughs> oh no, <laughs> my top three was number three was Outer Worlds. Uh-huh. Number two obviously was Ori, and number one would anyone like to guess? Doom. No. Doom Eternal. Doom yes. That's right. It's so be. that's two games on my list that never came out <laughs> yeah. this year. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought that was cool. And I played uh, uh, to see how it how we matched up this year. Yeah, see what actually happened. I played two of my top three most anticipated. I couldn't play the third one. Or I played all three of them. I have. Oh no, no way! I played two dude, of my top three. Dude, Sorry. fun fact: I have recently bought Ori in the uh, Blind Forest on Nintendo Switch, and it is immaculate. Yeah, does it Love look good? Oh, dude, it, it's a perfect fit. Have it, you played it at 144 frames per second? I don't know what people? that means, Chris. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It makes it so much better. It Can you take that machine into your toilet area <laughs> while you drop a major deuce? Challenge accepted. <laughs> you don't think I can get like a 35-foot cable and run it to a monitor that I put you in there? You're balancing the keyboard and can mouse on we, your little knees. Uh, can we stream it? That would be the greatest how long thing. Would yes, it take we your, can. How long could it, would it take for your legs to fall asleep? I don't know. Very quickly. That's true. Um, I bet his legs dangle off the board. <laughs> his feet can't hit the Oh, my goodness. That makes me so happy. He's thinking about it. He's not sure. No, he no I'm, thinking, I'm thinking. What he's doing right now is he's actually finally thinking about his top five. On yeah. the day, literally the moment the mics are live. I play this year? And we're recording. We prepared. So we, we should put you on the spot and say, Chris, what's your number five? Do you need a pen and piece of paper, buddy? No, I'm good. You sure? Yeah. All right. So, right Sean, here. you use this rule. If you finish the game, mm-hmm. that was a that was yeah. a criteria for getting onto your list. Yes. I list. I heard you say that, and I'm like, that's a pretty good idea. It's not saying we have to, obviously. I didn't do that. So I either <laughs> I either finished it or came within <laughs> yeah. every a couple of hours of finishing it. Well, yeah. I know I'm right. I'm right there. Yeah. The top two games, no, 
two of the or three of the top five I finished. The top two I did, and that was actually the reason why they were top three. Got the bump to be the top two games. That makes sense. Uh, But the other two, I feel comfortable in saying I love because I've put like both of those games. I've put probably 150 hours each of my life. So So, day's gone. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So that's funny. (laughs) Um, There's a there's I mean there's games that I had I finished would be on this list. Sure. Um, Possibly for me too, uh, but I just hated I, to do. It. I was able. It, it was very rare for me. I had a lot of time during the holidays where I could just knock out some games. That's yeah. why I played Prey. <laughs> and I, uh, which was so, dude, God. I finished probably seven or eight games. Yeah, and I haven't been able to do that in a long time. Part of it because of the way we do our show. Uh, if we happen to be, did your wife uh, like leave you halfway through? She, or something? she was watching Hallmark <laughs> Christmas movies, and I was like. You good up there? She's like, yeah. And I'm like, game time. Yeah. So it happened. What'd you do? Like every time like your daughter was hungry, she just like threw a cookie back or something? <laughs> I mean, no. Luckily, none of the games really required me to be, well, except for one, uh, be on with someone like online or whatever. Mm-hmm. Ah, gotcha. Uh, so I was able to kind of pause and then take the single care. player ones. Well, you'd be surprised. Oh, okay. Yeah. For me, um, for me, it was so busy around the holidays that I think yeah, that's kind of, I think that's why I jumped into prey it was like comfort food just something to play that i didn't have to i found my, I, was, I was familiar with it uh i got a couple games during the break so i was playing one of them that we'll be talking about um in the episode upcoming uh but besides that <laughs> uh i spent a lot of it going back to replay and yeah. just get a feeling because i i think we can all agree like I don't think there was like a set of like one or two games that just was so clearly above everything else this year, right? Like, uh, I, I have to disagree. disagree. <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm talking. I'm talking about like in the sense of like there wasn't a God of War this year. Uh, there, or Red Dead Two. Yeah, there was. Which is funny. There wasn't a Witcher. Most, there most wasn't, years are like that. Yeah, you know, there's that, usually that so one weird. that everyone can kind of like point to and be like, "That's the one," you yeah. know. Um, Whereas this year, when I was looking at it, I was like, there was probably 10 games I at least considered at some point mm-hmm. putting on my list. Me too. Um, so, yeah. yeah. But that, should, should we get to it? Yeah, that's what this whole thing is. It's in, just, it's just I think kinda, we should wait a little bit more. It's just flowing, Chris. Talk about just, Star Wars. Just, now you've made it all like official and it feels weird now. You see how it stopped? You did this. Well, you were so calm. You were so comfortable. To, you're going first. Who wants to come first? Uh, go first. I don't care if I go first. Go first then. I will. Put your Richard out. All right, um, so kicking off my list for do my you, top five. What? Do you need to look at that? No, I just. Does it make you feel better? It to does. Hold it in your hand? Yeah. I can, I can put it down. It doesn't matter. <laughs> I'm holding my phone with I'm an image excited. of my game. I'm just excited. Um, so this was a game that I want to see when it came out. Um, really? I thought you did your, I thought you were prepped. <laughs> I thought no, you were good to go. I am. Uh, it came out. It was released on Windows and Xbox One. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? What on is it? September 10th of 2019. What is it? What is it? What is it? What is it? No, it's Gears 5. It is indeed Gears 5. I know your game's better than you guys. Uh, <laughs> did, did, you, did you think this was going to be on my list? Cause this was, I'm not shocked. Yeah. Okay, I didn't know. If I, you, I'm actually hurt because you said you need someone to finish it with. And yeah, <clears throat> I did because the person that I was playing with and we kind of stopped abruptly. Uh, was my dear friend Cam and you never reached out. Uh, well, we talked about it on air, but we never followed through. It, it went both no, ways. No, no, no. You didn't follow. Through. Take responsibility. It went both ways. I had the game installed, <laughs> waiting for you. 
I've been waiting. Um, the reason it's not higher, I love the Gears franchise. Um, and the reason it's not higher uh, was because, quite frankly, I I don't know how to really explain it. It just it feels right being at number five. Uh, it continued so it continued the story from Gears Four. Um, the the develop the the character development um, happened. Uh, the game had moments that were truly epic and and story defining and changing within the gears the gears world there literally was and i hardly ever have gone through uh maybe you guys have and, and maybe you can help me remember games that take you to a decision mm-hmm. and then that decision will impact the rest of your game yep oh um, man and possibly <laughs> future future games mm-hmm. um I don't like it's how, called it's called Game of the Year Witcher Three and it's prequel Witcher I, Two. I don't like how <laughs> I don't like how in this game the decision it gave you, um, uh, and, and for you who have played Gears Five and beat it, you know what I'm talking about. It is the decision in Gears Five. It it was one of those that could go either way. So when you have a defining moment in a game, uh, and you go one way that maybe is not going to be how the story in the future, the canon part of yeah, the story. And you kind of know it. Yeah. Know? So I ended up, the way I chose it was, was for a particular reason, but it happened so fast. Uh, I went back and found out, well, what would have happened? I'm sure anybody who has one of these decisions sure. do it. They go, well, what would have happened if this happened? Mm-hmm. And so uh, I read up on it and then I read that the decision I made was probably going to be how the game, when they make the next one, because it was left wide open. Uh, there's a clear at the end of the credits, there's a clear, this is what's going to happen next situation, which we you know kind of gets me excited. Um, but yeah, the game looked great. It ran great. I played it on Xbox games pass. Uh, it was the reason I got Xbox games pass. Mm-hmm. Um, is it the ultimate game pass? Is that what it's called? Uh, I did notice that there were some glitchiness with the game. If you remember, if you recall when we talked about this game, um, those issues don't exist when you have a 27. That's not true. It's not true. I did wonder if the game would play different if I had a disc-based version of the game. Maybe one day I'll find out. Maybe, but uh, it doesn't matter if it's disc-based because it's still going to be installed. Uh, you're right, yeah. uh, but it's something. It, and there's something about Halo and Gears. You know, the big, the big home run hitters for Xbox when you're playing those games on those systems. Mm-hmm. The world just feels right. It reintroduced me to how much I love my Xbox. Um, so I'm very excited about, you know, the the the, the year of 2020, what Xbox is going to bring my way. You can't wait to buy a Series X. I cannot wait to buy a Series X. There I really go. I really am stoked on it. So yeah, mm-hmm. Gears 5 is my number 5. Um pure fun. Shout out to Cam. Um love playing co-op with you. Cam. That, that's how I played it. I played it co-op. And we we did actually 100% the collectibles in the game. We went back and finished that over the Christmas break. So mm. I really enjoyed that game. Did you uh, finish it? Yeah, I did. Okay. Uh, like you said, some really great moments. My favorite moment, I, th- I think it was like in the middle of the game, there was this brutal boss fight. Um, it was almost like this ice monster. I don't remember. Like you had to shoot on, you had to shoot in front of it to get it to sink down a little mm-hmm. bit and run around. And that was just an intense moment. Yeah. Um, and probably the hardest moment for me in the game. Cause it took me a while to get used to, but just the, it was a moment where I was the dialogue 
the exchanges between the characters just made me just laugh. It's it's some really solid <laughs> writing in that game. It really was. Uh, the score was great in the game. Yeah. The score is music, obviously. I thought I the love. I thought the open world, the semi open added, world, yes. was. I thought that was a nice touch. I, a lot of people were down on it, but I thought it added something new to a series that kind of needed something new. Yeah, I remember you it. saying something to that effect when we reviewed the game. So yeah. Thank you for reminding me. But yeah, but yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, you need to finish it. Uh, you really oh, do? Oh, I thought you'd finished it. You really I do? He was waiting on me, dude. He just said it. Oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> uh, I will finish that game with you. I, that's how much I did like Gears Ooh, 5. Ooh, okay. John. I, I can't believe what I'm going to tell you guys my number one game is. I'm. I, this is crazy. I, I This is way out of order. I'm not doing it now, but it just hit me. What I'm going to say on air is my number one game. and I'm completely, Witcher I'm, 3 on no, Nintendo you're Switch. Little, you're a little freaked I'm out. I'm a little freaked out right now since I just told you number five. This is uh, crazy. John. Uh, so this is, uh, this is and, and Sean, if this is not on your list, it's okay. I, I, there's nothing about it that would upset me. But you're part of the reason why it's on my list. My number five is Wolfenstein oh. Youngblood. Okay. Uh, you know, one of the... One of the lowest reviewed game of the year, and I'm not doing. I thought you were going to say it was going to be Ghost Recon Breakpoint with yeah. me and you. Jeez, <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> just That's all in, the wrong just, just enjoying, just enjoying the chaos and bad badness of that game. But uh, I think I think it's fair to say this is one of the lowest reviewed games of the year by who us by Metacritic overall. Oh, okay, uh, but I found myself. I don't think I have ever. Like I've done co-op before, but I don't think I've done beginning to end a complete co-op campaign. Yeah, it's with fantastic, somebody. isn't it? I think it's to me, it's some of the funnest I've had playing a game this year. Um, there was a lot of criticism about how it the the way this game was set up, it didn't work as a Wolfenstein game, and I just I just don't under I just really don't get where they were coming from on that. Um, so what it did was obviously it added the kind of a dishonored element to the levels of Wolfenstein. And what that means is it's more of a vertical, explorative, come back to the same places over and over again to do different things. Um, but to me, it was still a Wolfenstein game. And why I and while I like BJ Blazkowicz as a character, I thought these characters were just completely... <laughs> they were completely cheesy and dorky and endearing but in the right way in, but in the right yeah. way um i, I found them to be very memorable there wasn't a there wasn't a real memorable villain although that villain boss fight at the end was a brutal yes i wanted to i mean there was there was, <laughs> there was no way to go back and get more gear we just sort of had to figure out how to do if, it if uh if i recall any time where, where both of us <clears throat> sounded because you know we were communicating on xbox live um if if we are PS4, sorry, we, we we eventually got to PS4 and that's where we stayed. Yeah, um, but our frustration for both of us were like God, it, because he became that boss was a little hard. It he was, was really flying hard. around, he was doing all kind of stuff. It he was, was crazy. Um, I echo everything you said, man. Um, Get that game was was great. Uh, I remember asking you if I like this game this much. Would I like a Wolfenstein game? I am assuming so because it, to me it kept. It kept Wolfenstein intact. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, and obviously, I don't think this is the way Bethesda is going to go or Machine Games is going to go because I think the critics overall spoke very loud and clear. We do not want a dishonored vertical element to this game. We want it straight through traversal, that kind of thing. But, I, I loved it, though. Maybe. But I, but I, I just liked this addition. I liked the fact that it was a central hub. 
that you can always Dude, go back to. And when we got to go to the big towers and and yeah, that was so fun mm-hmm. shooting Hitler statues. Yeah, and we got used to and we <laughs> national got, pastime. And we got yeah, we got used to each other and and getting in the habit of and we got to the point where we really weren't dying all that much Mm-mm. because we kept remembering to pep each other up. Yeah, you know, shoot some juice our way. Then I played with Sean. He just kept running into <clears throat> lightning. So. <laughs> That was an open field and it was devastating. So I probably, the only thing, the only thing that would have made this game even better was if they had chainsaw fights. Yes. So I I could have enjoyed chainsaw fights. Finishing gears five. Uh, I, I I like to go look for the chainsaw fight. And so there was a bunch towards the end of that game where I'd say, Chainsaw fight, chainsaw fight, and, and Cam, then and Cam would like, just see red. He'd be like, "Don't die!" Oh, <laughs> that's why I hated the most of you. I, as soon as I, I'd be like, "Cause dude, fingers. it's ex, it's exhilarating when you win one of those things." But yeah, hey, I like I like your number five, man. That's yeah, pretty it's good. It's like those scenes on the elevator, right? Where, I was where they're doing these dances goofy and things, just goofing off. They, they had a lot of, they were such dorks. Yeah, both of them. And I just thought that was a really endearing. It was like they were so we, dorky. We were, we were we were raised to kill Nazis, right? You know what I mean. But their mission or what they chose to do was so serious. Yeah. You know, and that that balance I think was kind of like a sweet and sour sauce. Yeah, it was fantastic. Mm-hmm. Yeah, good well, pick, John. Thanks. Coming out the gate hot. Yeah, I did. Well, unlike you guys, I am actually a Super Nintendo fanboy. Uh, so my number five is Fire Emblem Three Houses. Wow, <laughs> I forgot about that game. He said, I, I want you to appreciate yeah, the yeah. fact that he said Super Nintendo fanboy. Yeah, he did. He didn't say SNES. A SNES fanboy. Uh, but yeah, um, definitely a very nice surprise for me this year because I do love the classic RPGs and I love the tactical RPGs. And it'd been a while since a, a uh, while. since I'd had something that was more of the Japan uh, persuasion of that grabbed me um and when it did i got like three games for the price of one right you know i have like three different houses they all have their unique qualities uh and it just felt really cool because not only was it this tactical game but i also had this kind of like someone finally made a game that felt like hey hogwarts the game as you as a professor where it's like I'm going to be with these kids and I'm going to influence their lives. And I get to choose who comes along and joins my house. And at the end of this school year, right? Yeah. We're going to all of a sudden flash forward five years. And these kids aren't going to just be kids anymore. They're now going to be because of my decisions at war with each other. And I get to, you know, decide how these conflicts are going to go down uh, based on my personal choices. Like that is a really cool setup, right? Uh, Down to the fact, like one of the houses has a, whole entire secondary storyline you can go off and do because they're kind of the antagonist and you can be part of that if you want to. Yeah. Um, and it, it just made it really cool and powerful. And to see as you go back and you play these, uh, different houses to see all their different perspectives. Cause at first they just seem like enemies on the battlefield, right? They're just saying things. But as you go through each of their storylines, you start to learn like, Oh, this is what's driving them. This is the hardships that they're facing. Uh, behind the decision so it's not just a tactical game um it wasn't the most you know original game i, I think most people would say it's a fire and uh, yeah it's a fire emblem. Uh, it did have an original approach to it right the yeah i guess the three houses part that's probably the most it's the hogwarts thing yeah yeah that's probably the most unique thing but as far as the core gameplay look they're they're really good at what they do you know that game is balanced well um it definitely gets a little bit easier as you go along but 
then towards the end it spikes up and turning on things like the permadeath on there really made me have a number of times where when someone died yeah you know when someone died i'd be like am i in you know i'd i'd hopefully rewind time but i would have to try to rewind and find a moment where i could save this thing or else i'd have to restart the whole entire fight yeah um Dude, it was because of your review of the game mm-hmm. that I actually, believe it or not, I was like, would I want to play Fire Emblem? Which led me to several nights watching live streams on like a Twitch mm-hmm. or Mixer of folks playing that game. And I literally came close to playing it, but mm-hmm. it ultimately I didn't, obviously. But yeah, I remember you covered that game very, very well. And you really enjoyed that game. And I forgot about it until mm-hmm. right now, which is crazy. That's what happens. <laughs> I enjoyed it too. I just wasn't able to get very far. Oh yeah, you yeah, did play one it. Of my, one of my favorite moments of, of this year, of last year rather, was uh, you know how you mock me in everyday life? Yes, yes, of course. There's one thing you can say about Chris. Uh, we were actually streaming, and you were you were streaming Fire Emblem, but I was playing offline, and but I was still on the stream. Uh, when it comes to gaming. Chris can be very informative, helpful, and he was helping me through a battle sequence because I, will, mm. I really wasn't getting the concept of of how of how the the strategy part worked. And he was he, he was ne- not once did he mock, not once did he pick. He was really concerned about making sure I understood how the game yeah, works. If someone doesn't and understand was, something, you don't mock them. It's uh, when it's when you <laughs> when you try to understand things and you're like. Yeah. <laughs> to put it this way, it's the opposite of yes. of of the way you and I were cube mates back in the day. <laughs> well, there you just had to learn because I was like, it was like you went through a training, man. We taught you this. No, no, okay. Uh, anyways, but yeah, that's my uh, that's my number five. Pretty pretty solid. Yeah, Nintendo yeah. Switch. Let it be said, I had them on my list. Yeah, I uh, I potentially I played a bunch of Nintendo Switch games this year. I could have had several if I. I didn't imply the self. Dude, we Yoshi'd it up. Man. I know, dude. We cadenced it up. I know, dude. Oh, man. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I didn't link it up. <laughs> uh, Sean, what's your number four? Number four. Uh, I really, I really. You got to rethink it. My, my number, no, my number four and three you were prepared tough. for this. My number three and four were tough. I'm sticking with what I put down. Uh, was a game for Nintendo Switch. Oh, my God. Um, it, it is the game it, just Are like <laughs> no unlike gears which i played every entry in that series this was the first time i played a game in this series like this and my number four game is luigi's mansion three yes uh, good to see some love i uh i debated on uh, moving it up but ultimately you'll see my number three game i think was just a little bit more challenging for me uh, even though the Luigi's puzzles and so you got to finish this one, yeah, I, nice. I finished it. Uh, the last boss, what's he doing? Is he saying what? Um, Keep going. Okay, yeah, that's that's great. Um, <laughs> um, that's all we needed. Uh, the the challenges that the puzzles gave. Some of the boss fights were very challenging. So I don't mean to dismiss this game when you think it's just a Nintendo title that like a seven year old can play because it can be. I say that it can be very challenging, but then a seven-year-old might look at something that I analyze over for 30 minutes for no reason. Um, what an idiot. I, I loved, uh, it was funny. I loved just being in the elevator in this game. Uh, the music would be playing and you'd make, oh, yeah. you'd make your journey. And I, I would literally just run in circles with Luigi. And that, that little, that moment that Nintendo captured of that elevator, the mirror, Luigi, the funness of the game, it was fantastic. 
Um, yeah, I had a great time finishing it. I love looking for little tidbits of things throughout the game. I love the fact that I was in a hotel and had to go up so high and to all these stories and each story um, or each level of, of uh, the game had a, just an entirely different vibe about it. And what really stood out to me was this one particular boss fight that you have. Um, and it's shot in a cinematic type approach to where you, it's almost Godzilla like mm. that was so be that was me. plus that was tacked on to a brilliant level. Yes. It was fantastic. My favorite level of the game, I think, was 13 or 14. And if you know me, you know I love DJ-ness. I, would, I told you about this oh, boss fight. That Did level you, was... When he's, when he's on the boss she, fight... When, when, the, when Luigi's on oh, the boss fight floor, yeah. do you notice what he's doing? No. What do you mean? <laughs> he's oh, dan- no, he's not. He's dancing. Is he really? He's snapping his finger. I'm going to have to go back and... because that, that That level opens up where you come out of the elevator and there's like a floor that lights up. And I was like, is that the level? I may be getting him across. But anyway, I don't. I didn't pay attention to his finger snapping when, when the boss fight first oh, happens. he's jamming. And at oh. the same time, he's petrified. Yes. But he can't help but dance. Yeah. <laughs> it's hilarious. I, I, I just, I, I don't know if any other Luigi game stood up to this one. I remember you telling me that uh, the fact that they added that you could slam the ghosts was was fantastic. That oh, yeah. The previous entries it really never were, got old. Never got old, yeah. yeah. Even even uh, fighting some of the same ghosts over and over never got old because they, they did present challenges depending on your confines or... or what angle you captured them on and they tried to get away from you and you had to match that with your, your joystick or whatever. Um, really great, solid title. I love that it came out on Halloween and it had to, it tied into ghosts and you know, I, it was just, it, I was very happy when I was able to complete it and see the full story. And it gave you that classic feel of, you know, a Nintendo finish, if you will. And I, I liked it. It's just, it was a fun, fun game. So. I don't know if it's going to be on your your list anywhere. Maybe, maybe not. I know it's not going to be on his. We shall see. Maybe I played it. I don't think maybe that's one of the holiday games I got. I don't, I don't think it was. <laughs> I looked at your online status and you had been on it forever. Shut up. <laughs> Can't prove that. I can. I, I did, actually. Uh, John, what's your number four game? Or my, any- my, my number four is uh, is Rage 2. Yeah, I can't believe it's number four. It's number All right, four. Andrew WK. I honestly can't believe it either. If I if I if I really think about it, because I I played a good bit of it. I paid, I played about twenty five hours of it in preparation for the episode when we covered it, and then I because you know of the nature of our schedule, we got to sometimes unfortunately uh, our move nature on of our, of our what our schedule our, our what? schedule. Thank you, sir. sorry. <laughs> but then I had some time a few months later, and I went back, and I think a total I've played a, close to seventy hours of this game. Look, I'm I'm not going to sit here and tell you that this is some masterpiece masterpiece of storytelling and character development, but it is the open world doom I never knew I wanted, and it just works so <laughs> well. I have there is just so many amazing ways, and I hope. Doom Eternal lives up to the creative ways they came up with to kill things. Yeah. It's just so, it's <laughs> just so, I love killing things. I love, uh, I just love the. That's a line from Rick and Morty. <laughs> I love killing things. Um, the open world is, believe it or not, you know, to me, very robust. And it's not, it's not the the kind of open world where you need, where it's designed for you to walk from place to place. It is a vehicle heavy game and the and the vehicles in the game that you 
that you can upgrade and do battles in. It's it's just to me in that car traversing the world never got old. It was never um it never reached 4K. It was never a game capable of 4K, but I was amazed at how beautiful a a desert wasteland could be. Um the color palette were all, was always so strong. You know, the, the the only the only problem I ever had with the game is the fact that the menus were so laggy going in between mm. menus. But what I loved about the menus is you could upgrade every single thing. If you had it, you could upgrade it. Um, you could add, you could upgrade the powers. You can upgrade upgrade your weapons, and then for every time you upgraded a weapon, you can modify that upgrade of the weapon. It was just insane in your face high octane uh just loved killing things yeah just loved it between uh plus you john finally i feel like i'm gonna isolate that audio and just put it somewhere i love killing it things. needs to be um <laughs> said as many times as you want dear I, I, hr <laughs> i heard this in the bathroom today and recorded it i i love that you loved it um i have another friend who i value what input they give me on games yeah. they loved it it's just so um, just Marin. Yeah, and then I, I saw it on Xbox uh, Game Pass, and I was like, "Do I play Rage 2? I, I Go bought, for it. I bought the deluxe edition two weeks before it came on Game yeah, Pass. That sucks. That's fantastic, uh, though. But it's I'm got, glad it's, it's on your list. Yeah, it's got two. It's already got I think two DLCs out, and I was really struggling with whether I was putting it on my list. But I was at GameStop last week. Yes, when I bought if a you gaming keyboard, it, put it on there. But but they on the back shelf behind the cashier was two. Rage two pops, and it reminded and I, you. I was like, I love this game. I gotta put that on there. I it's love a this sign. Yeah, <laughs> what I love that you just said. I don't even know if you realize you said it, but I like me, killing things. No, but because of this podcast, <laughs> three times a statement HR. from your mouth was, "It was the doom I, uh, the open world doom I never knew I wanted." Right. You you played Doom. And never knew you even needed no. Doom, and now you're playing a game that was the open world Doom. You never even knew. Yeah, you. I never. It's fantastic to see this growth, dude. It's I'd it's never awesome. Played a Doom before. Apparently, was, you need I, an Oculus Rift yeah. because John Carmack is determining <laughs> your life. I just I I, 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 play, I started Doom going. Let's see what this is all about, and I loved heavy metal music um, since then. <laughs> it's been really weird when John came in and he was like in goth makeup. I'm like, this dude, dude has changed. It, you guys can't see it, but the smile on his face when I just mentioned that, he loves Doom. Freaking love Doom. Uh, it's awesome, dude. Chris, what's your four, man? My number four ah, sorry. is a indie studio classic. It's by a not well-known. <laughs> it's by a pretty relatively unknown <clears throat> producer. Oh my god. Bye 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 is you? Uh no. It, that was close though. That what, was, what's is that what's the name of that game for real? Baba is you. Baba is you, okay. Uh just a small title for sixty dollars. Uh and it's called Death Stranding. <laughs> oh by Hideo Kojima. Uh yeah. Well, I, that's funny then. As you said it's a small studio. <laughs> I wish I could say that I finished this game, but uh unfortunately because of as Sean mentioned earlier was it you john no you mentioned with like with rage 2 um you know that i played in for like two and a half weeks straight mm-hmm. hardcore and then i had to put it down because there were other things mainly star wars and, mm-hmm. and all that and then it just kind of gets lost in the shuffle and sometimes you're like when do i pick up and begin again right but that doesn't mean that i did not immensely enjoy my time like i've never had a game that 
wasn't just about making the gamer happy where it worked for me the way this is because i've i've talked about this before with john many times like i hate the opening to assassin's creed 3 because it felt like a huge waste of time to me uh and it's not something that's really rewarding or anything with what you're doing um it's setting up a narrative and that's it whereas with here everything that went on I, you know like there was a moment where this game could have lost me like where it was like god i'm alone I'm walking around right. and I'm stumbling and they keep throwing packages on the ground. They want me to pick them up and save them because they're going to decay from this time fall rain. But I can't take three steps before I'm about to tip over and damage them anyways. And then I defeat the whole purpose. And now this freaking rain's going to start coming down to destroy everything. And, and then finally you get to these places and you link them up to this chiral network. And all of a sudden you realize what this is, which is like, it's the story of America, right? The the early it's it, and, and I mean so this Kojima. I mean this in the sense of like people forget this like there's a period in our history where you think of things like Lewis and Clark and uh, Sacagawea journeying across America that's not an easy journey for them right don't they know. don't know they don't know where you they're don't going they don't know what they're gonna do there's not like there's roads. A, you know, where we're going, yeah, we, we don't, don't need, need roads. They don't know you know what they're gonna run into uh, or anything like that, but they did it. But the, then you go supposedly, but then you go 50 years <laughs> later, right? We, we fast forward 50 years into the future and all of a sudden now there's wagon trains going out, guiding people. There's roads, there's, there's forts that have been set up to help everyone along the journey. And that's kind of what this feels like to me is like all of a sudden you come into this world and, oh, there's a bridge that someone built for me. Now I don't have to just cross the river and hope that I don't sink in it. Uh, there's, you know, zip lines so I can quickly get from one side of this canyon to the other side. There's ladders, there's, you know, there's ropes, there's, uh, places to, you know, rest and recharge myself and escape the elements if I need to. All those things are there. And on top of that, there's better gear that you unlock from the work that you're doing to benefit the road, uh, the world. And the more you give back to those people, the more you are rewarded for it. It's, it, you know, it's like, why wouldn't you do right. this? And you're Norman Reedus. Yes. It, yeah. Uh, yeah. And I also have to give credit to him. I think it's probably Kojima's most realized in terms of characters. Like the one exception maybe being Norman Reedus. Like he's kind of like a blank slate character. But everyone else who appears in this. Yes. I, I feel like that you're yeah. supposed to see yourself, even though it's. You know, there's an advertisement for his AMC show in the game. Um, <laughs> but, uh, like, all these other characters, like, you know, there was so much controversy with the with Metal Gear Solid Five with Quiet not wearing any clothes, right? To come out in this game and having one of the best characters be a woman who's just, you know, looks normal and, and she wins you over with her personality and her struggles and, her and you know, her motivations... <laughs> It is awesome like to see Kojima do that and not have to rely just on gameplay stuff, you know, to to kind of get you to go, hey, this is worth your time. Uh, and, and then even someone like Mads Mikkelsen, who's not in the game a ton, but when he shows up, it's just like one of the most chilling elements of it. I loved it, man. And, and like, you know, I would have, of course, I will I will be excited when he returns and does things that are more action oriented. Right. And it is something but i think this was a game in the end that was about him proving to himself i can have an artistic vision and do something that is original again and isn't just building off mel gear once again you know the 
the online elements of this game, it was, and and you, and you and I think you even shared to some degree the frustration with the game's process because you kept going, but what is it? And the more you got shown, the more questions you had, which is natural. It's not necessarily his fault, but when he started talking about the online elements, I was like, what is he talking about? Mm-hmm. But when I started to see exactly when you described what you were doing, I don't. I can't think of another game that ever really did that. It feels original, and it's a very it's it's very impressive. Um, yeah, what he actually got accomplished in in a in a in, in a short period of time. Yes, um, I, I think he killed a lot of tropes about himself. Where he's like, he did. I have I had a vision and I carried it out, and you know, people can debate it, but like to me, the thing that's cool about it, it's very artistic. It is. That idea is pushing that envelope of games are art. And, you know, it's definitely not saying, hey, I'm just going to do things that always please you. I'm going to do things that have a vision and a purpose. And if you stick with it, you'll see what the payoff for that is. And you can decide if it was worth it or not long haul. Or you can just move on to the next thing and go play your Star Wars or whatever, you know, and do Whoa, you. That sounded like a diss. I heard because Sean's that, number three game. <laughs> I'd heard that... Uh, Okay. Ride with Norman Reedus was a product placement in the game. It is. It's is ba- it? It's basically <laughs> it's just funny. used. Um, there are two main product placements. There's uh, Ride with Norman Reedus, which basically whenever you're in the shower or is anything it like that, do or something? Uh, it it comes over the shower so you can't see it. Mm-hmm. And then the other is Monster Energy early okay. on. Uh, but yeah. that actually, the good thing about that is over time, uh, it gets replaced. Eventually, like you unlock a a time fall farm and they, one of the things they produce is wheat. So as anyone knows, wheat is used in beer. So what? Eventually, <laughs> so eventually you get time fall beer in the game. And you uh, did not, cool. you did not finish this. I have not finished it. I've probably put in about 60 to 80 hours in this game. And I mean, it does have a finish, yes, right? It does. It's not yeah. a game that's when open. You, ended. I mean, when you Correct. put 60 hours in something, I felt good. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, I'm on like the last time I checked, I was like on chapter 10 and I think there were 14 total. So I'm pretty far into it. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Uh, Sean, what's your number Uh, three? My number three is not what you just said it was. (laughs) That's Uh, your number one. You're going to. That's your number two. (laughs) 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 Uh, My number three. It's wow. Uh, I apparently hold. <laughs> how can I say this? I apparently hold uh, time with my friends uh, in a world that is fun when we're together. Destiny too. At a higher esteem than the person I played it with does. So my number three game is Wolfenstein Youngblood. Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> I absolutely treasured every moment we spent yes. together. Um, I love the game. I love the story. I love the setting. I loved killing Nazis. Uh, it is great, isn't it? Killing yeah. I, and I truly still uh, have been told by almost everybody, you including didn't yourself. You say that right, by the way. What? Nazis? Killing Nazis. Killing Nazis. <laughs> uh, that I really should give, uh, what is it, New Order and Wolfenstein 2. Uh, Especially the second game. I think they're yeah. all on Game Pass. Yeah, yeah. they are. I so, think the, the first one, the opening level was... Uh, and I, I kind of actually found like the first half of that game was a little 
up and down. And then the back half is where it pays off. But that second game oh, from so the start of it is amazing. Probably the greatest villain of the past 10 years. One of uh, one, of, the, one mo- of the two. One of my most defining moments of gaming came when we played um, this game together. And in our, in our uh, what would you call it, our hut area, what's it called? Our main hub. Mm-hmm. When the thing that went down went down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that scared the crap out of me scared us i thought mouth drops oh my god <laughs> wow type moment what was that moment again <laughs> yeah it was it was awesome but um i loved it the the only thing i'm, I'm still sour about i'll be quite honest with you um you know i bought the game on xbox when it came out you bought yeah. it on playstation um, I think you played as my buddy pass at first. No, I I got it digital on Xbox, uh-huh. but then I got it on PS4 so that we could play it. Which is why? Was, why did we do that? I don't remember you, because you at the time you didn't have an Xbox One X, and your headphones weren't really working. Right, very well. so we said let's just go so, to PlayStation. So we swung over. I had a I had a credit. Now I got the most awesome headphones. But anyway, um, <laughs> uh, yeah, I, all of the trophies John got for the work we did. <clears throat> I didn't get any trophies, but you got to keep your progress. <laughs> I did, and and but but, but that is a really that's a bummer thing. That is right? a bummer. I played the game. Yep. So that was a caveat, but uh, I do plan on playing it on Xbox again, playing yeah, it straight even, through. Even single player, it's it's pretty it's yeah. pretty whack. And you you've you've highlighted most of the things when you brought it in at four, um, a, a pure treat, and and it, dude. Pound it up I right here. I appreciate that. Yeah. Not that you did that for me, but I, that's awesome. But yeah, if you remember, I said that I, I struggled between three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and the experience with you and the, and the somewhat difficult boss fights we had in a few occasions yeah. to me bumped it up to number three for my overall experience. But I, I adore Luigi's as number, or number three and I adore, adore Luigi as my number four. So yeah. So now, it's, now it's, I'm pivoting back to you, John. Number three. Mm, number John, three John is three. number three is Astral Chain. Yeah, yeah. That's definitely not in my trunk right now. <laughs> is it in your trunk? I, I yeah, I had to put it back there because I didn't want Penny to you know chew it up when I took her to the vet. Okay. Yeah, I this, was thinking of you. Thank you. Thank yeah. you so much. I uh, I I almost finished this game, but ah. you know I didn't quite get there. I'm very much in the last two hours of this game. You want to borrow my coffee? Yeah, <laughs> right? <laughs> so this game is probably the biggest, I guess it's the biggest uh, surprise Surprise for me because I saw it and I have nothing but respect for the developer who does this, that does these games. It's the Bayonet. What is it? Uh, Platinum Games? Platinum Games. Yeah. They did um, Near Autonoma and they did Bayonetta series. Yes. Um, so they, so for a long while they were, it's true they did near autonomy. Yes, <laughs> so, these are true did, things. He did the thing if from a few episodes ago where he leans in like he's going to say something. Yes, you know, okay. I really add value and you get a a, a yes from. Chris. They did uh, Mighty One Hundred. Yeah, yeah, they did the wonderful one hundred one. Or that's what it was. Yeah, whatever. the Mighty One Hundred. <laughs> you know that great Wii U exclusive. That game was that game world. was BA. I have it. It's on. Uh, yeah. I, I actually. Hooked up my Wii U in why my, in my living? Why not? That's the question you need that's to fair. ask. That's fair. That's fair. They tried so, to do a game with Microsoft. Remember that? Yeah. Well, yeah. They really need to figure that out. That one out. Because I actually, as as it progressed, I actually got excited about that. One. But Astral Chain was um, 
amazing uh, yeah. for me. I loved that game, and it was the most unique action game I've personally ever played. And by action game, I mean the combo-heavy, you know, fast-paced action kind of stuff. Um, you got, you know, when I first saw it on a direct Nintendo Direct, I don't know if it was E3 or what it was, it just looked like another Japanese action platinum game and i was like oh that's that that it looked almost like shovelware that they were throwing onto the system there were it's it almost looked like okay here you go but we were excited about this game from there we got we got we got excited about it a month from release because we we started paying more more attention to it and the trailers were actually really showing you uh stuff something really amazing (laughs) and just the idea of having two different sets of mechanics for two different characters that you use simultaneously. And in, and when you're conceptualizing that, you're like, how does that possibly work? You can't do, you know, how, I, I don't understand. And you can't explain how well it works. You have to sort of see it for yourself. Yeah. You're just, you're tethered to this legion, as they call it, <clears throat> with the astral chain. Yeah. Um, and you you have you have you have the you have the officer the main the character yeah it's the thing yeah you have the main character who has their set of skills but you have the benefit of the legion's set of skills and you and you get different legions as you go through the game um, and it, it even rewards you in the inaction of the game because there's just semi open worlds um, really rich characters and places to explore. Um, and it's just, it, you don't think of a, a, a bloody hardcore action game like that to be whimsical and endearing at times. Um, but it was just one of the most unique games I've played in a long time. I've never seen an idea like this. Um, what are you doing right now? There's really nothing I can, there's really, for anybody who's, who would, who's wondering about this game, I 100% recommend it even for people who aren't necessarily into the action games, because there's more to it than just that. They also made Vanquish. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, they're coming out on Xbox with Vanquish and Bayonetta remasters. for And, and Metal Gear Rising Revengeance. Yes. yes. I think, like, what was it? IGN just did, like, their list of top ten action games, right? Mm-hmm. I'm trying to think. Metal Gear Revenge was on there. Really? Both Bayonetta, Bayonetta games were on there. Um <clears throat> Hold on. Vanquish what? was on there. Yeah. Uh, I've never played Vanquish, but it's <laughs> coming out. Dude, I, I think at this point we can say that Astral Chain is a must own for Nintendo Switch, it honestly. Is. And I didn't see that coming. Yeah. So now we're four of the top 10 games are made by this studio. That's I, awesome. Yeah. I don't know if you get the, the, a chance to see the Nintendo Minutes. I don't know if you follow that channel on your Nintendo Switch. If you don't, Nerd. to anyone listening, um, if you have a Nintendo Switch, you know you can follow channels, and I would highly recommend it. Um, with Kit and Krista, and they did a Best Buy uh, shopping spree, and the the challenge was we have to go get as much as we can, and it's all Nintendo stuff. You have to get a system, a game, and some peripherals, and they they grabbed a bunch of Astral Chains. They ended up donating it, anything they got to their charity, whatever. But it, I was like, John played Astral Chain. I need to play Astral it's Chain really when, when I watched it that just, Nintendo it's Minute. It's really great. Yeah. And I wish I, I wish they'd have made Amiibos. That would have been dope. Mm-hmm. I wish Chris would get it out of his trunk and play it. It's definitely on the list of things to do this month. I think he'll really enjoy it. He yeah. really did. I do, too. I, I want to play that game. <laughs> I do, too. I'm waiting for it to come to PC. Do, Wait, not, what? <laughs> do not trade it in, okay? Thanks. Dang it. Uh, my number three 
is a game I have not beat. <laughs> I don't Sorry. know if I, I don't know if I ever will beat it. I'm just being real on this, but I have to bow down to the masters and give respect because this is easily the best game they've ever done. It is amazing world. It is amazing detail. There's a freaking huge snake. And it must be Sekiro. Shadows die ah. twice. <laughs> Sean, there's so much more in that ogre. I don't know how to tell you this. Oh, no. I've watched uh, a lot of online play for Sekiro, dude. Yes. I want to like this game so much. I think you do like it. Yes. I think you're right. And I'm frustrated because of how, how much you n- suck. Yes. You just can't play it. You're right. Not good. You need an easy mode. Say it. I've said Say it, it I need, right now. If this game had an easy mode, I would turn it on and dominate. I, to be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm a, you know, there is an easy mode I found out. It's called get YouTube. the PC version. Yeah. No, you get the PC version and you get, uh, you get mods and uh, yeah. yeah. Cause I'm trying to, I bought it on PC. I've been trying to get back to where I was and I was like, we'll just go 300 miles an hour. It'll be fine. <laughs> uh, but at the same time, PC. but on the same time, despite that, like once I got back to the point where I was, when I was on PlayStation, I put it back to regular because I was like, no, I have to earn, you know, I earned where I got yeah, to yeah, before. I was like, I'm not going to cheat this game. And what I love about this game is, for one, there's just like something awesome about one being able to explore a world and know that there's so much there, so much hidden and surprisingly that, hidden. Yeah. Yeah. And that, you know, something that seems so clear on the surface can have so many details underneath, whether it be a boss or just like, you know, Going to that ogre the first time and getting defeated, and then over and, and, and over yeah. <laughs> and over and over, and then all of a sudden deciding to go, you know what, this isn't working, and maybe backtracking from it and meeting a person in the house that goes like, oh, you know, gives you a hint of like, yeah, you should, you know, this ring this bell, it will give you a gong, you know, and it will reveal something to you. So you go back to your temple and you do it, and next thing you know, you're getting this upgrade. That it is highly useful against help. them. Doesn't help at all. Well, unless you suck. But what um, really broke me were the roosters. <laughs> oh, man. I they hate just roosters. ended you. Uh, but, you know, it, it's that kind of depth that is cool to explore on your own. But I also what I like about these games, and this has been the best one yet to me because there isn't a sense of online at all. Right. Um, it's just. It's the online community itself to like come back and see like, well, what order did they do it or what ways, what were they focusing on with their builds? Like, what do they think do other people think is essential and to kind of see how they approach a problem maybe that you have been not looking at the right way. Right. And then it's the process of saying it's easy to hear someone say how to do it. It's a very different thing to do it yourself. And um, I can't remember. Did you make it to the lady with the fan? Yeah, that's where I could. I just, I almost, I, I came this she close was, and I had to move on with something else. Yeah, yeah. She was, she was definitely one of the hardest ones for me too. Yeah. But at the same time, what is it? You the know, lady, some, the bird something, lady bird. Yeah, it's something with that. I don't know. But like Lady Bird Johnson. Uh, right. But I have to say, you know, when Tia. I finally, <laughs> I always speak about this with, um, with their games. When she, and that's from software, obviously, uh, when she finally fell, one of the most, probably, probably my most gratifying victory in gaming this year, you know, like there are other fights afterwards I've done in that game. I've done a ton of fights in that game, but that was the one 
that was pushing me to a limit where I was like, what am I possible? Like, what can I possibly do? Like, can I handle this? And, you know, of course, the only other one I've gotten to that equals as the one I haven't beaten yet, (laughs) which is, uh, I don't know how I'm going to beat that one, especially not really playing the game as much as I have uh, for so long. I go, can I, can I learn to live again? Yeah. Um, (laughs) I never, I never played a game like that in, in sort of the souls tradition. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, you know, I guess in the grand scheme, I didn't get very far. I put a lot of time into the game correct? and I was never more proud of progressing through a game than I was ever when I'm playing that one. Because it always feels there fair. There was never, there was never. What? <laughs> it was, feels fair. No. <laughs> it, it feels fair in the sense of they never. Well, when it clicks, you, you're yeah. like, okay, uh, I would re- say it's fair. No, no, no I mean so like in the sense I was like, of, that ain't fair. <laughs> Let me rephrase this. Like they don't hide anything from what these are, right? And there are once you figure out what an enemy is trying to do, then it's just being perfect at what you need to do. Having patience, yes, and to see it. Um, but like that, I don't know how to do well in video games. That's one of the best things. I thought that might be up there. But then there's like another one. There's a there's a famous one where you fight a gorilla in this game, and it's one of the most epic fights. Like he jumps down. He's like King Kong size. Yeah, and he's you know, coming around, he's throwing his poo at you and you're, his poo you, and you're, you're dodging the poo. You and then you finally, you, no, I watched a lot of YouTube look, look, on you, this game. You finally take him down. Right. And you're so happy. And I remember just standing there. I was like, yeah. And it wasn't popping up, you know, you know, whatever. I can't remember the words it says whenever you beat like a main boss or whatever, but they always flash. Uh, and all of a sudden you just see the body start wriggling. And a headless monkey rises up, and apparently yeah. there was like a there was some sort of like a centipede or something that crawled yes. into his it was gross. into his body and was possessing it, and it completely transforms how that fight is because now it's this giant headless ape figure that's like slithering oh like a snake, rising up and then rolling down and trying to squish you, and you've got to figure out the way to counter it. And the thing is, if you die at any point in this. You got to start from ground yeah. one. You know, like that's, it's so exhilarating. And when every time you beat a boss, it's like exhilarating. This, <laughs> yes, <laughs> it is because you're, you're consistently on edge, especially when you get to those second, you know, stages or even third stages of some of these boss fights because you just want to succeed. Uh, you know, I, I agree with you. Like it takes forever, but for when I think of like 15 year old me, I go, this is the game for you because like, Imagine a kid who doesn't like, for instance, like think of like Platt, who's now in college, right? Imagine like when he was playing the Dark Souls games when he was younger, having like you can take this one game and this could be your game for six months of the year Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to probably take for a lot of people until they get good at these things right? uh, to, you know, really master. And and that's a very rewarding thing. I wish I could do more time. You know, it's kind of like I'm sure you would like Monster Hunter where you're like, I wish I could spend more time here. Of course, because that world is amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. just that it's like I have to go do other things. Yeah. You know? My favorite moment in Sekiro, um, <laughs> one, it's it's fascinating how when when you're pro- progressing in the game, how far it feels like you've gone, like distance wise. But if you think about it, it's not really that far yeah, that you've it traveled. <laughs> it just there's just so many twists and turns. But I remember standing at a certain location and hanging off a cliff. And this is before I ever saw the actual snake. Mm-hmm. There was a snake skin, huge snake skin 
just hanging Huge. off of a cliff. And I was like, what the heck? First is time that? we see that. I actually think I pointed it out to you and you hadn't seen it before, but I was like, what is that? <laughs> First, I don't want to go any further. <laughs> Did you ever get to the snake? Yeah. Oh, God. Yeah. It was fun. That part was, was really fun. Yeah. Like just trying to hide from him. Like oh, the man. first, the first real boss fight where this guy on a horse comes out and starts shouting at you. Oh what a, yes, it's such a exhilarating and frightening moment. The first boss fight you get destroyed on on purpose. That's a mini boss. Oh That's no, a, that one. Yeah. What's uh? Actually, yeah, I, I the beat. one at the very beginning of the game that you go yeah. out to that field and it's dark. Oh and yeah, you get your arm chopped off. But there's actually, <laughs> yeah. there's, it's funny. There's there's YouTube videos of guys that, who are so. Mm-hmm. Insane that they actually defeat the guy. Actually, in the beginning, in fun fact, it doesn't beat the game. It, there's always that guy who shoots you in the chest or something with an arrow. Fun fact: If uh, Sekiro moves at 300 percent speed, he can also beat him regardless of who's controlling him. When you play it on PC, nice. <laughs> think, think about this though. Um, there are there are two games that come to mind for me that have been very hard for me to play. Right, that I haven't uh, that I haven't. I don't know how to explain it, but Sekiro was one of them. Mm-hmm. And the other one was a cute little game called Cuphead. <laughs> <laughs> Both Souls game. games. Yeah, they are. They are in the same vein. Yeah. Um, yeah this, is, this is one of those games, like, had I been, had I felt like I'd given it enough time, I mean, the game is phenomenal. Uh, yes. There's just no way around it. It's like it's I said, I would, game. I wish I could say that I beat it because I do think if I, if I had beaten it, <laughs> I think if I had been it, there's a very good chance it would have been my number one game. But because I did not get it done and I did not want to cheat my way to the end, um, you know, well, the, I, um, I, it's just hard to say. Like, I don't know how that story ends. Right. And the only way I can find out is to get good and actually commit. To God, it. I, you're so right. And I hate that because yeah. John's right. I, I like this game. I want to be better at it. Um, apparently, the guys at the Game Awards beat it. Yeah, sure they did. It's their, it's their game of the year, just yeah, saying. I guess so. Uh, Sean. Numero dos. Number two. That's, that's Spanish. Yeah. we're on. I can't believe we're on number two already. Um, well, it is an hour and 40 if, minutes. If so. you're keeping score at, at home, I wonder what you think my number one game is when I tell you my number two game. Because you're going to be wrong. Your number one has got to be Star Wars. My, no, your number two is Star Wars. My number two? What do you think my number one is? I have no idea. Wow. Interesting. Um, <laughs> my number two game is really Penny is Star Wars Jedi Falling Order. Called it. Fallen Order. Love this game. Um, dethroned. For the record, more bear story than Rise of Skywalker. Just gonna go. On oh no, he did. How's he gonna ruin that? You know yeah. what I'm saying? Uh, this was a game that we're skipping w- over your number two. That was extremely. It could be extremely difficult. It could be extremely frustrating. Um, but I, I I enjoyed it because it it was a it was a fresh take on a Star Wars character in a Star Wars universe um, that was canon. Uh, it tied into the universe we already know, obviously. Um, but the game was just so awesome. It it was exactly the Star Wars game. And very Souls-like. Very Souls-like, right? Or light, um, I should say. Yeah, that's how... I think you coined that or heard it from somewhere, right, Chris? Very Souls-like. Yeah, yes. it's, it's definitely... <laughs> it's taking the Souls formula to some extent without really 
demanding that you be committed to it, right? Yeah, like which you can change I'm, the difficulty anytime you want. Yeah, which I appreciate it. And and I, I played it at normal difficulty. I found it challenging enough. Mm-hmm. It had a ton of level depth and design and hidden gems and just exploration opportunities. Um, while it entangled itself into a a pretty I think a pretty legit storyline where uh you you find yourself on this on this quest and the characters you come across uh were, were pretty awesome and one of the most terrifying moments uh of face to face with a a Star Wars villain that completely caught me, caught me off. You don't know who I'm talking about. I could be talking about any Star Wars villain. I think uh, I accidentally you know saw what, it. You know what? Yeah, no, no, <laughs> they put it, they put to, it out there. I and I was like, why yes. are you putting this in a commercial? Have you not beat the game? No, I've actually, I've actually jumped on it over the past week. Yeah. Ah. Um, and I, and I do love how it's like, you know, you're, you go into it thinking, man, I get to be a Jedi. And they're like, hold on one second. Slap. You ain't nothing but a Padawan. You got to earn this. Dude, when you earn. Yeah. When you earn being a Jedi <laughs> and you finally unlock the things, you become, if, if you are good with what you know you need to do in fights, you will find yourself flipping and jumping and throwing lightsabers and being completely awesome. Yeah. Uh, if you go into a fight unprepared or you think it's going to be a walk in the park, You'll get worked by the the simplest of person. I give them a lot of credit because they did create a story that feels very personal without, even though it's designed in the fact. And, and I, you know, I kind of figured this like going into. I don't think it's too much of a shock where it's it's something where the end goal of it right isn't something that obviously is going to have a long standing impact on on the actual franchise itself. Right. And, and like I think anyone who go in this you're like well obviously i the way this is going to end is you know this doesn't happen or they make a different decision or apparently they just went far away and no one ever talked about it again so you know you're right i kind of got that idea but (laughs) but like that's a dangerous thing to do because like i think of for instance when we played force awakens that was one of the challenges they kind of hit especially in the second game um because it's like well i know where vader and and all that ends up right. I I know unleashed. Yeah, okay. or that's what I'm thinking. You Force, said Force Awakens. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. Did we play Force Awakens? I am. Uh, my bad. Yeah, but like when you're playing that game, you're like having all that interaction with Vader and all that kind of stuff, and you're just like, well, I know you're not gonna be around because you know I've seen a New Hope. <laughs> uh, so you you kind of know where it is, and I think that kind of sometimes as a as a penalty, it it caps you right. Um, but that was not the case here. Like I, I definitely, of all the things of this game, the best thing I can say is I was very much invested in the relationship of, uh, uh, what's his name? Dang it. Cal Kestis. Yes. Thank you. And, uh-huh. uh, Deborah, what's her name's character? Yep, old girl. Yeah. Old girl from <laughs> Mad TV. And, and Wolfenstein. Yes. Yes. She was in Wolfenstein yeah. also. Yeah. Wolfenstein too. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe one as well. Fun I fact. One? I don't remember. Why'd one. your voice go so high? I, I want to. I want to know. Um, you know, in, in these in these movies, you've seen R two, you've seen BB eight, and you've seen what's the other one? Do do C three PO BD one is perfect. Adorable. Perfect. If there's one thing that so adorable Star Wars people know how to do, it's make droids that are adorable. Apparently, I, I wondered if if BD was going to be as good as um, 
the story you actually got to play in Star Wars Star Wars Battlefront Two, when you played the single player campaign uh, as that Emperor soldier person. Do you remember? Uh, yeah, you know I'm talking about. I try yeah. to forget that, but yeah, it actually wasn't bad. And she had a droid that was you know similar to what BD One does. Mm-hmm. Um, but you become attached to him like a human, be- you, you know, becomes attached to like a pet, maybe a dog or mm-hmm. a cat or, or whatever your 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 pet is. And and BD one, he chose you, he loves you, and he helps you. And sometimes he's very um, important on how you move from place to place. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love him. I think he was a great addition to the game. Agreed. Uh, I love the fact that I didn't have to worry about playing this game online. That it was my experience. Uh, and I, I really enjoyed it. Guys, it was my number one game until the last week in 2019. Hmm. Yeah, I'll never forget. Um, and look, I haven't gotten very far. I'm on maybe the third planet in the game. But the opening crawl where you see that um, junkyard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like, wow, I'm, I'm in the Star Wars universe. It was just really. It's really, kind of an Uncharted-esque feel yeah, to it. Yeah, there's a lot of beautiful mm-hmm. scenery. I will say that there's, I'm, I'm having at least on the on the Xbox it's almost like character models sort of pop into the scenes from off camera. It's like they zip into it. That's a problem. What do they call that? Uh, pop in. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I did honestly, and I'm not, I, I did not <clears throat> notice that playing through my PS4. Might Pro. not do it on PS4. Well, you've got an Xbox one X and I got a PS4 pro and those are excellent machines. From my understanding, the game struggles a little bit on consoles. It's immaculate on PC. Have you played it on PC? I have. That was where I played it. Uh, that's right. And it was, yeah. 60 frames per second, everyone's dropped. Did you beat it? Ultra Saints. Yes, I did. Yeah, nice. Remember, because I told you, I said, my words to you were, because I said, have you beat this game yet? And you said, no. And I said, I told I you where I was, and you said, oh. I said, I guarantee you there will be a scene that will make this one of your top games of this year. And it was. Yeah, because I know you. It was. I Absolutely know, was. I know, I know what gets you. Dude, it was... There was there were cameos in it. I mean, it was tight. It was there was uh, it was everything. Who's the first actor you run into? Oh man, when you're on that uh, when you're on the junk plant, yeah, I I cannot remember, but I loved his character. I wish like I would take a prequel with just those two going and doing junkyard adventures. Plus, I love how his sensei uh, sensei, good lord, his uh-huh. Jedi master mm-hmm. is a throwback to a species in Star Wars Rebels. Yeah. I just love that tie-in. Nerd. Yeah. Plus, you know, a lot of tie-ins to Star Wars Rebels. Well, nerd, what's your number two game? Oh, it's Division Two. I figured. <laughs> John Rambo. Yeah. We said if that is that is so awesome. We joked with John at the beginning of the show before we got on air, and we we're like, John, Division Two's on your list. We riot. <laughs> <laughs> and he does the motion where he's acting like he's like, oh no, no, no worries, and he secretly reaches over to his notepad to erase it or whatever, but not really. <laughs> uh, yeah, you were John Rambo, man. I and, freaking uh, love this game. You do love this game. I still love this game. You still love this game. I want to play more <laughs> of this game. <laughs> Go play I it. want people to play with me on this game, but nobody's yeah. gonna. Yeah. Uh, this game, I, I, I was actually not... I, I kind of caved and bought this game. I'm like, well, let's... let's. This is one of my stretch moments, like, like JRPGs were in 2018, that kind of thing. And once I got this, I started playing it. It took zero time for me to go, hmm? this is nice. Just the the fully realized world of Washington, D.C. There's To me, there has never been, and I played most of the single player, and I finished the main story. Um, 
there was never a dull moment. I will say, admittedly, half the time, I don't know what the heck I'm doing as far as a, <laughs> as far as it doesn't I matter. Mean, look, you get instructions and the AI tells you what you're doing, but you it, it's <laughs> it's military jargon. It's military jargon, and and you just go through it and and just. You do your thing. We gotta go to the thing and do the thing where we blow the thing up. Cool. All right. Let's go do that. Yeah. And dude, you didn't. Did you play Division One? It was. I did not. So much better than Division One. Yeah. Um, I was very happy to see the sequel, and I did invest some time in it. Some with you. Um, I just I moved on from it. Yeah. And it's not a knock on the game. It's just that I think for me it fell within a time where there was just other stuff that interests me more. Yeah. Um, I just I, I was surprised by the end of it. Uh, once I finally put it down for a while, how much time I was putting into this game to where you, when when the three of us were playing online, I was I was telling you guys, okay, here's what this guy's coming here, so you need to go over there. I was I was kind of you were directing kind of the, it. I was yeah. kind of the tactician. Yeah, the that's where you got the name like, John Rambo. What is going on right now? Because John, yeah, right. It's this like, is not allowed. You, you know, when this you is see, strange, right? You, um, see, you see someone in their youth, and then you don't see them again for a while, and they're like this completely different person. Mm-hmm. This is how you were to me. As John Rambo. I was like, who is this guy? <laughs> the Next shooting. year, he's, I'm going to be playing with him online on NBA 2K21. He's, he's, he's like, like, no, no, man, you got to do uh, hold down the R button and then, you know, take a step back and boom, that's going to be right there. Take advantage of the pick and roll. Make sure I, you pick and roll. Watch the screen. I love like, that this game was in D.C. I loved the places that I visited. It was like one big fat museum that I got to shoot people in, yeah. <laughs> you know, and the shooting mechanics to me were just tap, tap. They cover, are solid. The cover based shooting is just amazing. Gears the, is better. The loot system. It is. The loot system <laughs> was what they had to get right in this game, and they did. There is a, just the addiction of of finishing a mission and opening suitcases and chests and getting new weapons. And yeah. Side missions, real missions, any mission to get you a piece of equipment to upgrade is is very addictive. And there's nothing right. like a new piece. Nothing. I love being a side piece. Wait, That's what? what? Yeah, side piece too. And one of my favorite things about it actually is my character looks like my wife. Your I wife. I specifically designed. <laughs> I did this with her. I'm like, I'm, I'm. This is you, baby. My character is designed and inspired by my wife. So what, if you ever want to see, if you ever want to see how hot think- my wife is. Did Watch she me approve? I hope she approved. She, she approved. She's like looking. She's like interesting. And I, then, could, I had to. And put then like the, you were playing the game, and you quietly like watch her put a pillow on the couch and put some some uh, <laughs> some blankets, and she's like, "You're gonna sleep down here tonight, John." Bye for a while. Okay? I I do have her in sh- in in uh, sunglasses because I couldn't figure out how to make those eyes work. Um, that sounded bad. Her eyes, I I couldn't seem to capture her eyes in the character. So I just put the sunshades on, and there she was. First of all, who says sunshades? Let's be honest. I did say, hello, 1993. But yeah, uh, anybody want to play? Just let me know. Hit me up. Um, (laughs) That's funny. See, what you have to do is you have to ask other people. Like that that's how social things work. Um, I was playing with Jeff, friend of the show Jeff, a lot, and then all of a sudden... Um, and I don't know if they fix, fix this or patch this out. He said that the that the enemies in the in in the in um, game content just became sponges. Huh. So I don't really know. Yeah, I heard how that got are. bad. So, but I've got the I've got the first year pass, all the DLC. So I'm ready. To, go I'm, play. I'm it. ready to go. So this game just it was everything again with Rage, like with Rage Two. Everything I didn't know I wanted. I I can't say enough about this game. Hmm. My turn. 
It can be. What do you think my number two game of the year is? I don't think, know. Uh, number two, number two, number two, number two, number two. So to recap, Chris, it's been Fire Emblem, Death Stranding, Sekiro. Correct. So that that really puts a what is Chris 2 situation in my brain. I don't even know what Chris 1 is, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. And I should. Bye-bye is you? <laughs> no, I think Control is one of them. Oh, mm. totally forgot about mm. Control. I do think He forgot about Control until right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on, guys. Pause the podcast real quick. I can go make some changes in that. No. Uh, my number two is a game that came out right after E3. Around the time of E3. So June-ish. Yeah. Uh, June. What came out in June? It John? is from a small studio. Uh, and it is easily the best double-A game I think I've played in a long time. Control. It is called A Plague's Tale Innocence. Oh, shut up. I Number I, two. I look. You didn't game, even uh, play that game when I covered it, did you? Correct. No, uh, awesome. it was um, it was on Steam. On uh, I it won a bunch of Steam awards for narrative. I was like, yeah, absolutely. and it was on sale for like twenty two bucks. I had a coupon for five bucks. I was like seventeen bucks. Hey, I'll check this out. That's amazing. And, and I have to it. say, this is a game. Did not know I wanted to play. Did not know what it was. This I year. couldn't sell them on it. Apparently, like yeah, like well, at first I was like thinking, I was like, oh, John's gonna be in this because it's gonna probably be some goth thing or some freaking steampunk thing. Because you know, anytime anyone says like that kind of stuff, like I think it's the that's, Dark Ages, yeah, like that's why I, I, didn't, I, I didn't get that. I guess at some point, you know, I was thinking like that's probably Victorian London, some <laughs> crap again. Um, Ancient but Greece. no, yeah. Once I got into it, I was like, or when I heard you talk about it, it piqued my interest. It, it just got put to the side. And then once I actually got into it, I was like, oh my lord, this is everything I would want about a game for them this era. Like it features some of the best voice acting I've heard. Uh, it features some of the best visuals I've seen this year. Like this is a studio of like thirty people. And when I'm playing another double A game right now, produced by the same production company, Focus Interactive, you can figure it out if you know what they're producing. Um, they made Vampire last year. <laughs> yes, it did. They made that too. Uh, but like, you know, usually when you play these double A games, there's something that gives, right? Like where you go, you go, okay, okay, this is where, yeah. you know, this, they focused on this. This game, I don't know how it is on console because you play on console, right? This game on PC is immaculate to look at. Like it is coming through in various scenes, whether you're coming into a valley and the sun is shining through, you feel like you're transported to, you know, four or 1300s France to then like later on when you're going into the towns and you see the plague affecting it and people running away and the X's on their houses and madness sweeping through a, a town to the point where people are just like accusing anyone of being the reason why everyone's dying and burning them at the stake, right? So then later on, I, I come to this part in this game where you go into this underwater kind of cave canyon thing. And and <laughs> the best way I can describe this, it reminded me dead on of Gollum's cave from freaking Lord of the Rings. It was beautiful. I was like, I was waiting for Smeagol to come out and start asking me riddles, you know, and, and debate if he's going to kill me or not. Uh, but like, 
How about I, those rats? Yeah, I think like you know the rats are maybe the one thing that doesn't look immaculate, but on the other hand, but they have a there's a char- there's a God, it's like a did character. You beat it? Yeah, yeah. Like when you get to the end of this game, and like this is where it's not a true history game. Obviously, you know it's definitely taking a fancy spin in, on, on on it. But like when you start seeing the rat tornadoes and like <laughs> and like the final boss fight, right? Like it is so cool what they did with that and how they built it up. Um, but really, I think the core of it what makes it work is the relationship between amicia and hugo is probably one of the most real i've felt in video games in a long time it reminded me of when i played brothers uh back on xbox one or xbox whichever it was uh just that connection you have between a sibling right like from the fact that hugo is this five-year-old child that's been isolated away from her and you know the fact that when amicia gets so overworked by the fact that Hugo's asking her 5 million questions. She snaps him. He goes into a very negative place very quickly, right? Just as a five-year-old does. But at the same time, when they have that reconnection, you feel, you know, you see that the love is actually there and it it feels very, very real. It's definitely the strongest narrative game I've played this year. Probably. Yeah. I I, do say, I, I will say that the, the ending and the boss fight, while it was cool, it got a little bit mm. campy. Um, it is, a, but yeah. overall, I, I I just enjoyed my time with that game. I liked also that like the opening I levels. I don't um, remember you playing that game. Like you don't? the opening <laughs> levels of that game, when you're going around, it's a lot more clear cut. Just like sneak past the enemies, yeah. right? But eventually, you do get to a point where you're like, no, this is the plague. You ain't getting out of this unscathed. You're gonna have to take yeah. some heads. And what was cool is they gave you more tools it became less sneaking around. And then like in those later levels, it became okay. There are five people you need to deal with here. Figure out the way you're going to go about things. This is the Um, way. Yeah. Like, no, there was no, there was no one clear cut. This is the only way you can do things right now type Mm -hmm. things. Yeah. Then apparently Hugo is a BA in this game. So dude, I did not totally expect like check this out. I, I did not expect this. I had a different game. Uh, that I think would not have shocked people that was going to be on my list uh, at number five, and it got bumped the moment this, I got done this with this game. This game caught my attention early on because, one, it came it, after what Focus did with Vampire the year before. Um, the, the, the the setting it took place in, I'm, I'm one of my favorite, favorite is kind of a creepy way to say this, most fascinating periods of history is the dark, is, is the Black Plague. I know this is not exactly that, but the Dark Ages setting and and all that, but but the well, dynamic much the dynamic thing. between those two siblings, yeah, was the focal point to me of this game. And of course, they had to bring the church into it. Of course, they did because you know evil. Yeah, that was pretty much the way it was back then. Very surprising. <laughs> I yes. got to give them credit for that. That's very surprising. See, I have a, a wide view of things. You know, I don't close myself off. I open. Doors. I don't know what that means. Yeah, Sean, what's your number one game? Sounded like it meant something, didn't it? Sean, is your number one game of Plague's Tale Instant? Is that why we're all Dude, surprised? I found it on Steam. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't even know how to intro what my number one game is. Much like Chris, uh, I I I bought this game and it sat unopened. Um Horizon Zero <laughs> Best game of twenty nineteen. So um it sat it sat unopened until the Christmas break. And I don't, I don't know why. Um, Nora Jones. 
it would have uh my list would have ended with Jedi being number one. Absolutely. Please say Outer Worlds. Please say no. Outer this Worlds. is a game you guys, you guys, po- Chris possibly knows it came out. There's no way you know about it. We did not cover it on this podcast. <laughs> it's got to be a VR game. It's probably called Beat Saber. It's a he. He's close. Ah. Uh, there's another stop, one. I can't stop, think of stop. it. Stop. I'm gonna get there, let guys. Him, let him. Let him say his one. Um. Chris. Chris did disclose a little bit. Um. I decided that I wanted to fire up my PSVR. Yeah, I it, fired up my Oculus over it, it had been a um, uh, My daughter had wanted to play Beat Saber. Uh, when I when I asked you about that, it was possible I was thinking of. I, I, I questioned the guys on our on our Facebook chat, our pre show thing about if I if we if a game didn't technically come out in 2019, but I could first you first had access to it, Beat Saber would have possibly been that game. This is not my number one, but I was weighing some things. Right, I was weighing some things like Marlin, Wands. Boo. See you later, Sean. See you later. Uh, my number one game is a game that came out in May, late May for the PSVR. Uh, when I strapped on my PlayStation VR headset, yeah, I immediately felt like an action hero. <laughs> and I, I wish that you think I was just yeah, exaggerating. <laughs> um, but the game is called Blood and Truth. Oh, Blood okay. and Truth. Blood and Truth is like over the holidays. I kept hearing about this game. I'm like, uh, I, dude, I meant to call you and go, Sean, you got this VR, dude. You need to probably get this one. I bought this I game. Like, I was about to say, I was like, Iron Man VR doesn't come out till February, dog. <laughs> yeah. I, I bought this game a week after it came out. I was very excited on it. It was a build up, uh, I believe, from one of the PlayStation demo disc or PlayStation World's disc where a heist took place. The response from that game generated a full game um much like when i played astro bots in vr where the the demo disc game spawned a whole game I, I i kid you not i put this headset on and through the opening scene i'm thinking okay this is pretty cool uh the, the story is it's it's the game is not a long game story's fantastic right i get really uh into the soprano vibe the crime vibe the you know underground bad doing vibe of things when I'm in video games. Uh, and very shortly after being in this world, I literally am holding my two move controllers to my side and I'm spinning back and forth. I, I decided to play the game in a computer chair. That's how I felt. I wish with, I could um, watch you do. <laughs> God, what was the name? Robo recall. That, that like, reminds me of that. Like when I played on Oculus for the first time, you know, where you're like, pulling out yes. guns and you're just you're, you're just, just like, like this is a memory i let you play it was like chris Ugh. chris just made a motion where he put his hand behind his back to pull out the next gun yes. you have to do that the ammo that I'm, I'm using to refill my guns they're on my chest so i have to grab my chest and load my gun there's a, a pump shotgun that comes out i have to grip it and pump for it to reload um there, wait there are moments where it it intentionally unlocks a slow-mo like an explosion's happening you've got your guns in your hands and then there's enemies that John you're taking out. just over there yes. like yes <laughs> i mean it's towards the end of the game a thing happens where a helicopter is trying to shoot you and you have to jump off of a balcony onto a uh <laughs> please tell me please tell me while you jump you have to fire two guns while diving through the air no th- <laughs> y- yes and no but you have to grab onto this thing and slide down into like a balcony jason bourne-esque wow. there you go um <laughs> just um dude the, the end of the game 
Um, so much for chainsaw fights. No, no, chainsaw there, fight. There's this one mo- one moment where I'm on top of a, a super tall skyscraper and I have to run off kind of to the end of a crane, but I've got to jump off. I'm terrified of heights. How's it handle the running and movement? Uh, it when it needs to run, it kind of does it for you. And and that's the thing I want to point out. If you had told me, Sean, there's a VR game, um, where the story is while it being robust, or at least to me, it was somewhat short. Robust. Um and robust. <laughs> word you learned. Robust. <laughs> um, I learned that when I ordered pizza, and they asked me if I want the robust marinara. Yeah, you do. Um, Always yes. The game is on. Catch this. Um, it's my number one game of the year, and it's on a game that you as you play, you're on rails. Mm. Do you know what that means? Mm-hmm. I hated Doom VR or VFR because it was on rails. Mm. But this game has a fluidity about it. That that I'm literally I feel like I'm when I'm going in between cover there's enemy fire, um all of that stuff is happening and I literally feel like I'm that person. Some of the knocks you may have seen on it if if after you hear me say it and you go reread the review, is that uh some of the cutscenes take away from the gameplay. Mm-hmm. I found the cutscenes to be absolutely amazing. Obviously because it's in a VR setting. Um, I did not expect this to happen. It's like true love, you know? You don't see it coming and it happens. So now you're buying an Oculus to play Half-Life <laughs> Dude, with me? possibly. Okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I decided during the break to open this game up, and I put it in, and oh my God. The yeah, next, you did. The next few oh. days, I, I I had to finish this game. It was that intriguing to me. Uh, everything. That, some people might say that their move controllers lost. Um, connection. Kind of, not connection, but they kind of got Sync. one. I never had that issue. Um Top notch. If you own a Can't PSVR, match. obviously you haven't forgot about it. Maybe you have. I don't know. Buy yourself Blood and Truth. It is a hundred percent endorsed by me. It is the funnest game I've played in a very long time. Um, probably because I got to feel like I was the the most BA person in the world. And mm-hmm. you played Wolfenstein Youngblood, I, and I mm-hmm. did. Yeah, and I mean, dude, there's, there's, there's VR, something John. about when you when you when you're holding a like an M16 or M4A, and you look through the 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 scope and you have to look through the scope in order to shoot the guy in the head that you're about to shoot in the head. There's something just super awesome about that. Or when I'm holding two, try it in real life. two silence pistols and I want to shoot this guy and that guy at the same time. And I've got you're to like be lined up. Like, like, yes. Pew, I'm like pew. the IG eight droid or whatever. <laughs> it, pew. It, if it ever comes to Oculus, it won't because of the fact that it's made by Sony. Yeah. And uh, that will probably be the, if, but if you ever want to come to my house and play it, I'm Please good. remind me. Um, I was going to invite I did, you back I, for the first I, time. I did thank you about you because uh, I, and I told you this. I got Tetris effect yeah. over the holiday, and I like put the headset on. And I'm going I'm like this isn't that intense, and then like it <laughs> freaking finally went off. I was like, "What is this acid flash I'm having, man? <laughs> going back places." Was, Tetris effect was just it was it was beautiful. Oh my god, it's so intense, but it's so cool. It's so, it so cool. I yeah. could only like do one round of it. And I was like. Okay, I'm gonna put this down. Come back later. <laughs> I, 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 I felt I felt like I was pulling a fast one on our listeners. Mm-hmm. They had no idea I played this game. Hey, they had yeah. no idea I played the last played, game. Yeah, I, I know. Um, but I like the fact that we both found something over the holidays that who cares if we call it, cover on the show? You it, love it, it, dude. I I made near autonomous my game of the year. We never talked about that on the show. I guess know? we didn't. I, yeah. I, no, but I'm telling you. Um, <clears throat> It was it it there's it's just it was my game of the year hands yeah. down. John, what's your game of the year? Resident Evil Two. <laughs> I mean, you did beat it. You did give it a ten. I can't say it's too shocking. So predictable. 
Oh, is that the that was the game Jeff gave like a Jeff scale, right? Uh, he gave yeah. that a three point two yeah. based on the Jeff scale. Yeah, I never considered. I never considered this game, uh, and it's just like it's nothing against it. I wouldn't. I just can't do it. I can't like whether whether <laughs> it do it. Whether it was like Shadow of Colossus last year or like when Resident Evil Three remake comes out this year, I just those those games came out in a different year. So for me, I I yeah. didn't do it, but I totally respect it. No, you don't. Yeah, Mr. <laughs> X is the jam. Man, this this game is the is is the template going forward about how you remake a game. Yeah. Kind of like how Wind Waker was the way you remastered a game, you know. This game Wait, Wind Waker was remastered? Yeah, on on, on the <laughs> Wii U, nobody played it. Yeah. Hence the tell you something. Hence the joke, John. Ha! Hence the joke. I'm with it. I'm with it. <laughs> Uh, this game, I, it is it is my game of the year for a lot of reasons. One is I've always been a fan of the series. Number two, I didn't really expect to enjoy it the way I did because going back to the old version, it's it's even even the remake, uh, sorry, the remaster of the original game that when they put it on PS4, it's not very friendly to go back to. So the fact that they really put a not just a coat of paint, but um, completely new mechanics, but, but but it made you feel like you were playing the same game in a new generation. Was just uh, was just brilliant. Um, I you don't seem as excited as I was about my game of the well, year. Well, he's not helping. Yeah, but I mean, I didn't I care, know, dude. Because Chris didn't say to dude, you, yeah, I just couldn't do it. He, but he literally did because no, he no, can't no, do I'm it because he, it's not possible. I, I wanted you to know that, like, I, I at least considered it for a moment. Like, it was in my top ten, yeah. and then like I was just like top ten. That, John, that, that, that was hurts, the reason right? I got kicked out. I was like, I just can't, I can't do it for when it's a remake or a recreation or something. You know, as much as I love it, top ten, know? John. It's just weird. Top you, ten. You finished. Yeah, you brought it back up. That's why I said that. So, uh, yeah, this yeah, this game of year. But be proud of that game. I I actually forgot how much you like that game. So I'm sitting here wondering what your game of the year is going to be. And as soon as you said, I go, oh yeah. You know, I played I, I, the first my my first playthrough was Leon, and then I immediately jumped in and played with Jill. I don't mm. know. Was it Jill? I think Claire. Jill? Claire. Claire. Claire Redfield. And then once I finished Claire Redfield, I mean, it's like you're playing some of the same beat points in the game, but it's different like, perspective. but it's a different perspective. And it's like, give, it's like giving you a no, a new version of the game and just giving you so many reasons to go back and play it again. And it gives you that grade at the end of the game of like, this is how long you took to finish the game. Here's your grade. Um, and then it's, I, it's the, I played this game three times in a row back to back. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, if that doesn't tell you about how much I love this game, plus it rewarded you, it constantly rewards you for going back to play it. Number one, it gives you a different perspective with a new character. But two, if you it gives you challenges to overcome. If you beat the game in certain amounts of time, it gives you rewards that you can go back and use. Like what uh, is it? Like there's one if you beat the game in like four or five hours, then you get the unlimited like you get gun, a, you get right? the unlimited yeah. gun ammo, which would yeah. just make it. It's Not like fun. it's like well no it, it it would be fun because you know you earned it true you earned true. that yeah and so you get to go through it and enjoy it in a non stress way because even without the stress there's it's such a compelling game and there's a I mean, it, it, it it's the you know remake or not it's the highest rated game on Metacritic in 2019 it just 
and I think second it was Sekiro. Not that we're keeping score. Apparently, but, uh, some of us are. Apparently, some of oh, us. Oh, I definitely are. am. He's still <laughs> sour about the whole Red Dead uh, bet from last year. One hundred percent. Who won? Yeah, you did. Yeah. This guy. Did you ever get your lunch? I, I can't remember. I don't know. I'm sure he took me out. Yeah. Whatever. I plan to take him out. <laughs> Dang. Hey, There's I, so I, many I, like threats. I learned I some just tips. Send HR today. You hear me? I learned some I tips. I love killing people. Blood and truth, buddy. We got this. Yeah. <laughs> Plus the game. If you really, if you really look at it, the game is flipping gorgeous. Yeah, I agree with that. The way the, the way they, I mean, the way they rebuilt the engine for Resident Evil Seven, which of course Sean remembers. They 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 took the they took that game engine and brought it over to this and the lighting and shining your light on something that's thirty feet away of an of a of a monster killing something in the dark. So freaky. There's just it, it is just it's every bit as spooky and but in a totally different and unique way than it was when it came out, gosh, twenty years ago. Yeah. Um, Dude, if, and if because I'm, of this, we're getting Resident Evil Three, one that I never played. I I did I never got around to playing that one, so I am so stoked about getting the next chapter in this series. Fun fact: even though Jeff gave it a one point two five, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, his son actually, when he got this game, like he was about as hardcore into it as you were, mm-hmm. like just doing it. Playing it multiple times, trying to it's crazy. figure everything out. I, I don't get, I don't get the thing. The mm-hmm. game is so well done mm-hmm. that you forgive some of the logical, the the, the things yeah, that yeah, don't yeah. logically yeah. make sense in a in a twenty nineteen. <laughs> you're game. like, you're like, it was nineteen ninety nine, but people didn't like, make for, sense. I mean, <laughs> obviously, when you go back, uh, the game goes side by side. Claire's story and 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 uh, Leon Leon's Leon. story. Terrible. But you, but there's parts of it that don't make logical sense because it, it starts in the in the police station and you're both solving the same puzzles and unlocking the same doors. The library, but you police don't, station? yeah, yeah, the museum. Oh yeah, that's what. But it. you don't care because it's such a rewarding. It's just a rewarding gameplay loop. I think I've at this point by this time I've played the game all the way through four times this year. Well, that's good. <laughs> that's awesome. So. And and speaking of Res Seven, um. If I ever get an internet that has a good upload speed where I can where I can stream and be stable, I'm playing Please. that game online for people to watch. Jeez, God, I would give anything, dude. <laughs> yeah, I figured it I would was go like, viral in my mind. <laughs> I was are, like, right? Yeah, my mind was like, John's gonna put one of two games at number one, and I was like, I was leaning towards that, but I was like, maybe. you remember? You remember Res Two? Well, the other one I thought it might be was was a. Uh, Outer Worlds, because uh, I know didn't you even make it top five, dude. You know that's the thing. I played, but you I said, struggled with that one because yeah. I played thirty hours of that game. But but, but then I, you but, said, but I was nowhere close to finishing it. Yeah, I was about to say, but then you told me that like you finished all these games. So I was like, well then, I was like, I'm pretty sure he said he didn't finish Outer Worlds. There's 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 three games that come to mind that belonged on my list had I finished them, and that's Sekiro, Outer Worlds, and Jedi. Hmm. Probably Jedi. I'm gonna wait to say that after Chris says his number one. Ah, my number not, one. Not being like, I just I'm gonna wait to see what he says his number one is. Uh, my number one. Do I, we know? At this point, I don't. I know. don't know. I don't know. <laughs> uh, my this number one. Weird. I, I I played uh, for the first time in August of this year, and I enjoyed it for the most part. Uh, but there were issues that got in the way. NBA 2K20. And, <laughs> Other wilds. There, there were issues that got in the way. Mainly, just that frame rate drops really prevented what I could do, and there were technical control, limitations. Control. 
But then I bought this game during the winter, uh, <laughs> then during, I think it was during the Thanksgiving sale on Epic. And yeah, yeah, control on PC is everything I wanted I that game it. to be. Like that game, I, I, I hate this time of like, this is why you have a PC at this point in the generation because games are being made that come out that are taking full advantage of PC parts, but obviously cannot barely be handled by the current generation. And that was what was clear here because every problem I had in this game went out the window. And once all those went out the window, I'm like, I can pull up a, na- a map now and it See, actually appears. Sean, here's oh. what happened. He said, well, it's IGN's game of the year. So <laughs> I, I checked Metacritic <laughs> first, you know, and I said, fundamentally, this is high up. It makes there. sense. That's right. Yeah. That's yeah, right. yeah. yeah. Um, but no, I, I will say IGN was the one who made me think about it. It again. made you look at it. Yeah. Again. It made me go back. Cause like I said, I, I looked at all these games again and that was the one that when I went back and especially with this change, grabbed me in a way that I was like, oh my God, this is where did it I, touch I lo- you? Show I us love, where it I mean, you. to be fair, I've always loved Remedy games. There's, you know, I'm, I'm a Homer for them. I'm, I'm apologetically a Homer for them. Max Payne is, <clears throat> I love that game, but, uh, this is easily, is his Richard growing right now? Uh, as much as I, as much as I like Alan Wake and I liked, uh, Quan break, this is easily the best thing they've done since Max Payne. And mm, it nice. just, it has this environment that it feels like a little bit like Twin Peaks the game or X-Files the game without being those things directly. Mm-hmm. And I've never thought I could go around a what is basically a government office building and it have so much personality and be so spooky at the same time. Yeah. Uh, you know, like I said, I got creep, creeped out by a little rubber ducky in this game freaked me out more than most things dude I, there's no way if i don't know you, don't know if you've ever had that experience but when you hear quack quack and then you just turn it disappears and you're like Where? Oh, dude God. if i'm you and I'm, I'm 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 by myself like you are a lot um because <laughs> you know you're you know. alone but just no, like, I, don't, I don't mean that but he's playing these scary games i don't yeah. i couldn't do it but just yeah. like all the personalities in like uh we were talking about narrative and characters this year um I, my favorite character this year that was in any video game is dr darling uh, it's it's the guy who actually voiced Alan Wake, um, oh, but really? he he works for Remedy, uh, and he has these little info videos that are just so cool and unique. Like they feel real and part of the world. It, it it's kind of like a Bioshock game in that sense, like where everything that is being presented to you feels right. And he is this like in this world of a lot of in a world of, of like government <laughs> of government like you know standards and and procedure right he's the one that because he's this crazy scientist that really cares about all the stuff that you can see his excitement as he's talking about these really weird far out there scientific theories and things it's like here's this floppy disk and it's amazing that it could hold these kinds of things by the way it's also chucked a cup across the room at 50 miles an hour, you know, and you're just like, what, what the hell is going on in this world? I walked in the building and I was a janitor and now I'm apparently the freaking director and I got this gun that keeps changing forms and now I can pick up a piece of rock off this wall and chuck it at a guy's head. You know, there's so many cool, unique things in this game. Uh, and, and I just love its personality and for something that is, <laughs> for something that is you know pushing boundaries i also have to say the playing on pc with ray tracing this game oh my god uh, if this is the start of what ray tracing can be 
I'll tell you, I'm excited for this next Wait, generation you console. You tell us. Will this like, work on my PC? Because, you know, this game looked decent <laughs> on, on console, yeah. I thought. But, like, on PC with ray tracing, this thing is doing lighting stuff that just makes it so cool and adds, a like, a new depth to everything that's going on around you. Like, seeing a complete still thing of water and it perfectly reflect light off in a mirror fashion was so creepy mirror fashion it, it was it was so creepy because then like you'd all of a sudden see this dude that's like glowing red rise above you and it looked like two of them were on the ground and you're like oh, i'm about to die i'm about to die <laughs> but uh yeah it, it, it's awesome and the best part and i tell people this it's a game that doesn't overstay it's welcome it's kind of like how plague's tale is it's about 12 15 hours and when it's done you're like i could do more here i could definitely go and have fun but I didn't have to go do 500 million things to enjoy this game. Uh, so, yeah, I, I definitely struggled to to pick what my game of the year was. But when I went back and I did this look and I, I did those considerations, to me, it, it it became clear. I was like, this is what I care about in a game. Um, so I have no problem picking it. Very good. Yeah. But the real game of the year is Witcher 3. <laughs> it really is. Nintendo Switch, don't care if it's running at 10 frames per second, 2040p. Please go play Witcher 3. <laughs> um, Apparently 50k people are. Yeah. Should, because of the, the, the series, John, the in, interest for Witcher 3, the game is kind of refired back up. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it sounded like he said, what did you say? 50k something? <laughs> oh, uh, well, yeah. 50, like, it chopped to number two on Steam. I know that. Oh. Yeah, and like yeah, it had fifty thousand. It had fifty thousand people concurrently streaming on Twitch. Yeah, I mean, is there any um, games you want to give a shout out to? Uh, Borderlands Three, I definitely considered it was originally in my top five. Um, yeah. but maybe the only reason it wasn't on there is that while it was awesome and it was great and solid in every way, I don't think it really did anything new or exciting compared to like you know Borderlands Two is a definitive like rose the bar for what a loot shooter could be at the time looter shooter bro and and while i definitely think that bar is still great and the formula is still great yeah. it's like you you kind of like once i got away from it and i started thinking about it more i'm like you know what this game is totally solid and awesome but you know kind of in the same vein of, for me of like gears of war five where i'm like is it really doing something that i haven't seen and is it doing it in a way that makes me reconsider like why i love this franchise so much yeah. like versus like when god of war came out last year i'm like oh mm -hmm. oh you're doing something different <laughs> yeah. i guess i guess a shout out for me would be gears 5 for sure it would be luigi's mansion 3 yeah uh link's awakening mm -hmm. was a real treat canes um, of hyrule canes of hyrule pretty um i love it link's awakening i didn't really after we did our review i didn't get to really bite my teeth into it anymore mm. it kind of felt unfortunate because I think if I would have finished it, it would have been one of my favorite Zeldas ever, probably. Um, I did finish the Call of Duty story campaign and, and actually paid online a lot. And that story campaign for Call of Duty, dude, that that was really a really good like hook in you. You want to finish this story kind of story. Um, so a shout out to them for actually bringing that back and, and making it very playworthy. Yeah. yeah. He said duty. I did. <laughs> and I wanted I wanted I wanted to I wanted to give a shout out to some of the smaller titles I've played this year. Like oh. um, SteamWorld Quest was great. Yeah, Slay the Spire. Actually, you know, as an I thought that would be God. maybe on your list, and I thought 
the Steam World might sneak in at number five for you. I really did. And Trine I, Four was just a delight. It I, really was. I will say, I wish I'd gotten to play more of Disco Elysium because I feel if I invested more into that, it would have probably been there because that's my usually my kind of cup of tea. Um, but yeah, Slave like, the Spire, I I considered, but the reason I kicked that off was that it really originally came out in 2017. It just had been in early access, so it just didn't feel Kinda right. Kind of like putting Fortnite on your list right now. Yeah. Or well, this, like you'd been like, you know what? WoW remake. It's coming. Yeah. The classic. The well, brand new is, classic. Uh, this was fun. I'm going to go play Rage 2. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I want given, food. Given yeah. the fact that we, uh, we're already at 226, we will go ahead and skip the the pleasantries and the, the emails all this week. We'll get back to the normality. You'll get your your news, your emails, your tweets, all that good stuff. Uh, for this time, I will just simply say, if you like the show, make sure you subscribe to us on iTunes uh, or whatever podcast service you use, and you'll get a new episode just like the 237th episode, which is this one. For your listening pleasure every Wednesday. Yeah. Sean, when they're there, they can review us if they really help us out. If they hate us, they can subtract one from the top score, divide it in half, and then do what? Double it. I haven't done that in a while. <laughs> Pretty uh, well. Uh, if you want to check out some other wonderful gaming podcasts, make sure you go follow the HP Video Game Podcasting Network, which we are a part of, and you Indeed. will find wonderful content to keep you through the week until we get back next uh, Wednesday for your earbuds. Until next time. I will simply say, game on, Sean. Game on, Chris. Game on, Sean. Or John. <laughs> game on, Chris. <laughs> game on, John. Game on, Chris and Sean. I had like a little... Game on, John. I, I had a little part there where I was on a roll. Like I was sounding professional and it was like... Ah, was go, let's go ahead and flub this. <clears throat> Your mom's <laughs> That's new. Uh, hey, let's have a great 2020, y'all. Um, peace out, everybody. Bye.